Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 17th of December 2020. This is Gap, episode 547. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe Gore is back. Big I'm shout back, out to baby. Kleb, who filled in last week. Thank I really you, appreciate that Club a lot. Omidy. Yeah. Uh, um, but we, we got Joe back for the last, uh, I guess our last regular show of the year before we do our, our game of the year show. Very true. Um, yeah. Hey, I listened to that podcast. Yep. Uh, that'll be the third The Gap episode that I've listened to. Um, okay. I listened so to th- it. So that would be the the first one you listened to? No, <laughs> the one you edited? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't listen to that. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, when you guys did the questions... Yeah. My question was supposed to be, you know, like fun and funny and you guys gave a real fucking bummer the bum steer you gave it the raw prawn i'll tell you what you guys were all like oh geez i didn't know about this oh we'll fucking let's bum everyone out i'm like all right yes my dad is in the hospital but like it was supposed to be fucking it was supposed to be cheering it was a stitch up i was i was trying to stitch clever but you guys took it seriously and that was a mistake that's all I'm saying. That's okay. my only only feedback is... Otherwise, it was the second best podcast we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than that. Um, but yeah, uh, it, was, awesome. it, was, it was good stuff. I'm very grateful to Club for stepping mm. in. Um, yeah. I, I, like, I love the idea. Like, we used to have guests all the time and stuff. I love the idea of getting guests on... And, to chat about stuff and uh yeah one of the one of the things i want to revisit in 2021 right uh see about doing that some more anyway it's it's just about coaxing people into being here at nine o'clock in the morning that's the australian time right (laughs) uh i had a christmas party last night and i'm not loving life right now uh holy fuck (laughs) So uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a bit of a challenge. Oh yeah, we need you to be on uh, at nine a.m. on a Thursday for let's say probably half a workday. <laughs> probably about half a workday. Can you make that? No. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could try. We can, we can ask around. Oh, yeah, um, and also, you can't be paid for it because we don't make any money. Oh, yeah, we, so. yeah. <laughs> we used to be able to pay people in um, like snacks and mm. alcohol, Boots. things like that. Yep. Yeah. But now it's all now remote. it's um, now everything's remote, so a little work. bit a little bit more challenging. Uh, we now we pay people in uh, what do you, what do they call it in uh, witnesses like not like exposure, right? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> exposure like, bucks. <laughs> Yeah, those good old exposure dollars that you can give to your landlord. Exactly. Right. It's the it's, it's pure cash money, baby. Um. Mm. So anyway, um, yeah. first thing I want to talk about this week is that careers, please, can suck my dick. Uh, holy fuck, man! Uh, I should have. I should be speaking to you. I, you should be rendered in glorious. RTX on fucking ray traced DLSS 
glory mm. right now. HDR. H- full HDR. 144 frames. Somehow <laughs> barely scraping through at 100, except unless you're in Cyberpunk where it's probably about just 44 frames. And uh, yeah, all of it. Or I should have a 3080 right now installed. Maybe not installed. That That might be a whole other thing at this point. I've been reading up. But I've got an MSI the um, Supreme X on its way. And uh, there's a decent chance that the SATA port placement on the motherboard, yeah. on my motherboard, directly conflicts with the Supreme X, which... Who needs those? Don't need them. M2 drives all the way. Just rip that SATA port out. Right, just fucking... I'll get a hammer. Hammer that shit away. Knock it off. Um, but, uh, yeah, it it hasn't arrived. Uh, it was supposed to, uh, like, picked up from Melbourne, overnight delivery, and it has now been, today, is seven days. Seven fucking, seven days for overnight delivery. I called them up. I'm dead serious. I'm 100% legit. They're like, but surely you can understand. With with Christmas, with the holidays, we have delays on our deliveries. I'm mm. like, and I fully, I, you know, people say, oh, and then I said, and I was like, oh, fuck you, bitch, right? I didn't say fuck you or anything like that. I did say... I understand that you can't. You took on more work than you're capable of fucking handling, but mm. that's not my problem, right? And they're like, "Oh, well, you know, with the holidays." I'm like, "I don't care. I want a refund. You, I paid you for fucking overnight delivery." Like, well, now it's been picked up. Um, we can't do a refund. Um, I'm like, cool. Well, I'll just fucking charge back. I'm, I'm, as far as I can tell, this is fraud. Uh, you haven't delivered anything at this point. Um, so if you're not going to pay out my insurance, I'm just going to do a chargeback, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. They're like, oh, we don't recommend doing that before the product arrives because it may never show up, and if you do a chargeback, then the insurance you paid for will not cover it. And I'm like. But so I sh- should do it after the product. <laughs> Hold up, <laughs> wait. So how are you telling me I should do the chargeback after the thing shows up if it ever fucking shows up at this point? It might not show up until December twenty-two, which will have been at that point like ten fucking days. Yeah. So someone's walking is what I'm hearing. They're carrying, like, <laughs> physically carrying your your package from. No, I would walk five hundred <laughs> miles. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Uh, but it's it's infuriating. I mean, yeah, installing a new graphics card is never an easy thing. This thing had like needs three fucking uh, three slots. Yeah. Three power fucking plugs. Oh. Three oh, power okay. plugs. Um, 
and like three a, slots is it like three pci slots at this stage or is it still two no i just no no it'll like it'll take over two like yeah. very easily i think uh, mine I've, takes over two yeah yeah like it'll it'll be encroaching on the third uh but yeah no three three power plugs three eight pin power plugs eight pin six pin uh six pin power plugs and uh it has it comes with a support bracket to hold it in place mm. so that all the weight isn't on the PCIe s- slot. Yeah, right. And because of the layout of the MSI uh, SATA ports, there's a halfway decent chance you can't actually plug it in all the way unless you knock out some SATA ports. But in my review, yeah. in my review on Ozgamers of this motherboard, I specifically and directly complained about the placement of those SATA ports. So I feel like I'm feeling like a, like if this if it does actually fucking if it is actually blocked, I'm I'm feeling like a fucking well the best games reviewer. Turns out he's the best tech reviewer as well, baby. Like don't worry <laughs> but about who, it. But honestly, these days who needs a case? Just set it up on your carpet. Just the whole thing. Just straight on the carpet. <laughs> Why would I even bother any other way? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been. You're just been restricting looking. yourself by having a case it's, <laughs> these days. The Lian Lee, right? Is uh, it's basically. I told you that I didn't uh get enough case fans when I first put it together, right? Did I did I talk right. about this? I didn't I'm get enough sure case fans, remember. and uh, I basically created a oven, hmm. like an actual a convection oven. Because the the fan, right, was like the the CPU fan was hammering out fucking hot air, and the only way for it to get out was basically through the top. But it was just sort of through thermal venting. It was just sort of like hot air rises and it will get out eventually. But because of the fan on the CPU and the fan on the fucking GPU. It was sort of just circulating throughout the fucking... Yeah. So after my computer was on for like eight hours, uh, it, it just started to like naturally overheat. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, slow cooking. I have fucked this one up. <laughs> <laughs> I have really fucked this one up. Um, but uh, I managed to fix it. It's got fucking mm-hmm. 11 fans. 11 case oh, fans okay. now. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds uh, like you need more. You'll I, be getting three more once the once the graphics card arrives, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, like plenty. Hmm. Uh, but <laughs> if I have to go to well, that the the reason I brought this up is because uh, three of the fans are on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, because there's a the 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 case itself is a fucking it's brilliant, but um, yeah, it's mostly constructed for like full uh liquid cooled setups like liquid cooled uh graphics card and cpu setups the whole mm. fucking deal um but if you don't go for that then you can yeah uh i've got like fans on the bottom of the case it's a vent through the the lower area because it draws directly you know the fucking graphics card faces the bottom and then hammers its heat out uh and i think oh, 
that hammers it out up anyway uh so yeah. it's drawing air in don't worry i do have i do have them configured correctly to i worked this look like i said there was a christmas party last night i may be still may, bit slow <laughs> may still be a little drunk um so uh yeah i would have to like if if this this 3080 doesn't fit on the motherboard mm. Apparently, the only alternative is to uh, vertical install the fucking thing. And I will have to do something about those lower case fans because the vertical install will go basically where those fans are. So I might have to switch over to liquid cooled, which isn't something I'm terribly interested in doing because hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to overclock. It's... I've I've said this every single time I've built a new PC, I've been like, oh yeah. And I'll just overclock it when it starts to slow down. And every single time, six years pass, I'm like <laughs> Time for an upgrade. <laughs> I'll just buy a new fucking computer. <laughs> yeah. Tax time. Um my my uh my graphics card is is starting to get quite noisy that I've noticed. Um uh in 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 a few games that i've been playing recently mm. and um so a couple of weeks back i actually took it out of my case gave it a good old dust off oh yeah um with the the air gun uh air compressor and then chucked it back in and it's still like making some noise um it, it, it's possible that it's always just been doing this i just haven't noticed it as much yeah but it's gotten to the point now where it spins up and it basically once it gets to about 80 degrees in the um temperature sensor yep. it like doubles the fan speed it goes uh, from like 2000 up to like four and a half five yeah. and it makes some noise but the thing is it's not like a slow increase of like oh we should turn this thing up a little bit it's just like fucking double let's go and then you end up with it being very loud uh, and it winds up and winds down, so it gets that threshold of eighty, and then it's like seventy-eight, and it cuts back down to like two thousand. <laughs> it's like seventy-nine, eighty, and then it goes again. I'm like, what is going on? Um, and so I looked into this, and it's just a thing that they do. And I've tried installing like MSI Afterburner and configuring the fan um, increments that way, and that just doesn't seem to be doing as much. I've tried a bunch of things, but. It just gets really, um, it's just noisy all of a sudden. Like that is the one thing about my case that is making uh, a lot of noise. Cause I've got a, a, a water cooled CPU, which is completely quiet it is, yeah. you can't hear it. The computer's on, but as soon as so, I start yeah. playing a game it, like that graphics card fan just is like, let's do it. Let's go. So on a scale of uh, jet engine to playstation 4 hmm. where does it sit it's up there yeah like it, it, it's it's trying to compete with the playstation 4 playing <laughs> the last of us part two it's it's trying <laughs> um but the thing is the last like the, the playstation is sort of consistent it's like it'll get there and it just it revs for yep. a while whereas this is sort of like it'll rev for about 10 seconds and then c- cut off yeah and then you won't hear about it again until you like pause the game and go into a menu, and then all of a sudden it fucking kicks up, and you're like, "I'm not even. There's nothing on the screen. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't understand this." Uh, so yeah, it's it's just, I guess because I've been playing more games on my PC recently that I've started to 
to notice it a bit more because it's happening like Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed, um, couple other games that I've been playing recently. I'm like, that is, you're starting to get a bit noisy there. Um, but it's just, that's just the way those cards work, it sounds like, from what I can read on the internet. Uh, it's just weird that there's no, like, gradual increase. It's just, yeah. like, max or nothing. Um, anyway. Yikers. Uh, that that seems like a good segue, though, talking about building PCs and PCs and having monster computers and also getting guests on, Job. Uh-huh. Um, because this week we had two fantastic guests join us um, to talk about Xbox's cloud gaming um, and what they're kind of doing in, in that, uh, that field. So, yeah, two really awesome people that uh, you've probably seen in places like... Um, you know xbox is inside gaming shows and and um on the, the the stage when they do e3 events and big conferences um so we had um kareem chattery on the corporate vice president of gaming cloud mm. and Catherine gluckstein the general manager and head product for xbox cloud gaming uh, and basically for about 35 minutes they talked to the both of us about um uh, their their cloud solutions which they've been rolling out in a lot of places now. Which it's just also come currently to, uh, just come to Australia, you know, pretty yeah. recently. Um, yeah, just 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 roll out to Australia, um, which is part of the Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate, right? You can use it with your Xbox Game Pass and then play games on your tablets and phones and yeah, and soon to be, I guess, Windows PC as well. They just recently announced that. Uh, yeah, like via your browser. Uh, it's i mean yeah look if if we show anything on this fucking podcast it's fucking xbox games xbox like, holy fuck man <laughs> uh, we, we're all in on that shit but uh like i was I, I was fucking stoked that we got the opportunity to talk to these guys and uh yeah i, I think the interview is pretty good so uh yeah, it is. I don't know if it'll shake out to 35 minutes. I think it'll probably be about 30, but uh, yeah, just with, you know, we won't make you listen to our dumb fucking small talk. Um, but it's a, it's a good chat. Uh, Kareem and, and Catherine, like, yeah, they... they I mean, I, I felt like they, they were on, you know, were on message, you know, on message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to start off with, and then they uh, they weren't by the end. You know, they were just having a chat, uh, which was yep. which was good. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't full the gap uh, in that I didn't drop a C bomb, but um, yeah, other than that, like it was yeah, it was just a good chat about XCloud and the, how how it's working out and how they're growing uh, the concept. I, I learned fucking loads in that chat alone because, like, I think mm. I said it right at the end. You know, like. Uh, we have this like narrow idea of what xCloud is, you know, like what it's good for. And my narrow idea of it is playing fucking playing Xbox games on the bus, right? And yep. anything outside of that, I'm like, mm, I don't really fucking, I, I, I don't even conceive it. But Kareem's talking about fucking like playing couch co-op basically. Uh, yeah by like with, with someone else rather than having like his, two yeah. tvs right yeah exactly all <laughs> right like that's that is fucking genius and like the the other applications that they're doing with it 
are fantastic and yeah like i just i, I hadn't even fucking mentally considered and it, it's such a it's such a separation from what other cloud based uh like uh gaming solutions are doing because if you look at stadia stadia is stadia is my narrow window my narrow picture of what mm-hmm. cloud gaming is it is oh yeah so you can play a game without having the the fucking pc right that's it yeah. that's what it is but xcloud yeah they're they're trying they're like actively trying to fucking do or make it so you can do basically whatever the fuck you want with it which is awesome um hmm. and yeah if you've got x xbox game pass ultimate which if you listen to this podcast you probably fucking do uh because we never shut the fuck up about it um yeah <laughs> You can, you can like it's it's available in Australia now, so you can fucking do it now. You can you hmm. can play couch co-op and shit. It's fucking cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we had a good chat with them. We'll probably drop drop that in right now. Uh, it hmm. goes for about yeah, like Chirp said, thirty minutes. Uh, definitely have a listen to it because I think it's um, yeah, I think it's a great interview. Uh, yeah. well, not even interview. We're just kind of having a chat. I'll sound um, less hungover. So <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and, and then on top of that, uh, we, we, I guess you and I have talked about this before. Like, we, these, this is something we'd like to do more of. Yeah. We've tried to do a, this a couple of times. And so if people do enjoy it, let us know. And we'll try and line more of these sorts of things up. But I mean, uh, we've done it a couple of times this year. And I think they've hmm. always worked out pretty good. You know, like, um, what if for uh, Karen as well? Uh, and that chat was fantastic. And yeah, like, yeah. Think- Monster Train when we talk to uh the designer over on that game yeah it's been like these two people uh, Catherine and, and kareem obviously huge, like massive bigwigs <laughs> over at xbox and for, for whatever reason uh we got a um well i guess we found out after the fact but we were kind of the first people to talk to them since they announced um some new support that's coming to the the service and so uh, we had a somewhat of an exclusive uh, ho- hopefully maybe it still will be by the time this goes up um but yeah there's definitely some exclusive stuff in here that you can listen to and uh yeah let us know let us know what you think but we'll be right back after this interview or chat mm. casual chat uh with some cyberpunk because that's what uh people are definitely interested to hear about so uh, stay tuned hey guys Hey Job, you're on you're you're on mute if you didn't know on Teams. <laughs> Luke, good to see you. You too. Hey, yeah. How's that? How's that? How's that? That looks better. It's, it's it's always fun to go from watching people on YouTube to actually talking to them in person. So I'll get over my starstruckness really. Quickly. <laughs> oh, oh, you. Um. <laughs> thanks for joining us. It's uh, fun to be here. I mean, you know, I wish I wish we were doing all this in person. And no offense, Luke, but I would prefer to be with Job versus down in the bay. <laughs> uh, it's been raining the last couple of days, so uh, yeah, probably better in Australia right now. It's cold as well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's been uh, it was like forty last week. So oh, what what does that translate for you guys? Uh, one hundred and ten <laughs> or something? I don't know. Like uh, I still it's been know. hot. <laughs> it's it was it's that been hot that early. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? Well, uh, it's oh, we're, we're mid December. I mean, it's been oh, okay. it's so about a couple of forty ones. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not in March anymore. Uh, <laughs> this girl's summer solstice is upon us. <laughs> That's fair then. Wow, 40. That's too hot. Yeah. No, it's disgusting. Okay. So, yeah, just to kick things off, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to, to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Um, xCloud has obviously just launched in a, a couple of places around the world and Australia specifically we're going to be talking about today. But what are, I guess, some of the challenges in launching a service like xCloud in Australia where it is such an enormous country, but at the same time, I, like a lot of the population is sort of scattered around the coastal lines and people don't really understand how big of a country it is until you actually get here. Um, and I'm guessing there are sort of challenges that come with that because the population is so spread out. Like, is is that something that's kind of surprised you guys or like what sort of approach did you take when looking at places like Australia? Well, the first thing I would say, Luke, is that launching anything during this time of, you know, the coronavirus and travel being limited, we've found to be extremely hard. So you got a whole layer of challenges there. So we were incredibly proud to launch the preview uh, in Australia and have people participate. In terms of the of the country itself, you know, we Catherine and I, we really have the benefit of just drafting behind all the work that Azure and Microsoft have already done in region. You know, we have a number of different regions that are up there, um, you know, Australia East, Australia Southeast, et cetera. So like the amount like the amount of time and energy and architecture that's been put into, you know, serving the customers of Perth by Microsoft already. We just get to kind of come in and leverage and sit on top of all of that. Um, you know, Catherine, I'll hand to you to say more as well. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I mean, essentially, we want to bring xCloud everywhere. And we know what a great gaming nation Australia is. So it was always really important to us. But as you rightly say, you know, there were concerns on the internet, we wanted to make sure the testing was done to the level that we felt confident in in rolling out. And, and we, we, you know, we took our time to get there. And we, we think the experience is pretty good. And fortunately, the people who joined preview also think the experience is pretty good and uh, seem to be playing really very engaged. We're seeing very, very similar games to, to what we've seen in other parts of the world, except for I think Cricket 19, not surprisingly, maybe, but that's a big game in Australia. But otherwise, it's it's kind of what, what you would expect. So it's just been fascinating for us to learn as we go through these, you know, different iterations and just meet meet everybody where they are with, with xCloud. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Is, is there anything in particular you guys play on xCloud? <laughs> well, you know, obviously we're on the team, so I'm playing every day. So there's kind of like my normal gaming habits. And then what am I especially enjoying on xCloud? I've been playing Sea of Thieves, Human Fall Flat, Minecraft Dungeons, Gears 5, uh, Grounded. I, I, I use xCloud to create couch co-op scenarios with my family members in the home. So games that weren't designed for couch co-op, I just, you know, I fire up uh, streaming from the cloud and, you know, we've got a couch co-op game just immediately happening. So I'm doing, I'll say, a combination of hummingbirding all over the place. Like, I, I didn't play Hellblade when it came out. Uh, I, I, you know, completed that game exclusively via the cloud. So I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah. Now, I've been playing Minecraft Dungeons as well. I don't know if you've tried it with the touch controls. It's really cool. Works really nicely. Play that along with my kids. Also, The Tourist, which has been a game that I kind of discovered as part of xCloud, which is 
kind of got me a little stumped right now, to be honest, but that's been really interesting. Of course, the other thing that we're doing is we are beginning to test our browser and what that feels like. So we're just testing, you know, we announced that just last week. So we're testing a lot within that. So we're just having a lot of fun as a team. Yeah, awesome. I'd love to hear what you guys are enjoying uh, via xCloud. Uh, I've been playing the tourists as well uh, because, yeah, well, I, I got that alongside uh, the Series X launch. And uh, so that, I feel like that's a that's a game that really lends itself well to the the format, you know, like the the small uh, screen. But it's it's a like it's not, I, I guess, you know, after decades of uh, of cutting edge technology in my in my computers and stuff uh and and whittling away every little bit of latency uh that between me and, and the computer um I, I now find myself like drawn to these games that allow me to take a moment and think and and work out what i'm going to do next as opposed to that twitch reaction type stuff where uh I get frustrated by my own failing you know the latency between my brain and my fingers these days uh, let alone the <laughs> let alone the latency between you know the controller and the computer. Uh, I know that's less of a like you know I, I I think it's amazing how how well XCloud has done at reducing that. Uh, but it's just one of those I think those those things that will never leave me. You know that that feeling. You know just moving from one monitor to an, to another is is that little bit extra, and you're like oh my oh, I would have I would have made that shot if if I hadn't been lagging, you know, the, the classic gamer excuse, blame everything on lag. Uh, but uh, yeah, The Tourist is a fantastic game um, for for exactly what I, I'm surprised Sea of Thieves is working for you. Although I love the idea of couch co-op using it. I think that's a great idea. I hadn't even th thought of it like that. What about you, Luke? What are you playing? Um, well, I, ha I guess I had the opportunity of checking out xCloud last year um, under an NDA, so I haven't actually told anybody about that. Um, <laughs> but so it's been interesting to sort of watch that sort of experience and how much it changed and just um, and talking to people that have used it, especially in Australia, and seeing how well it actually does work. And then also on top of that, having the experience that Job and I have had of looking at other products and services that other companies have tried to do and sort of how they have tried to approach solutions like latency which is probably the maybe one of the bigger barriers that um that, that services like this have is is um when you're looking at games like your extremely fast twitch shooters and and uh, like call of duties or um even maybe like fighting games to a degree um do you see like a varying degree of there are maybe certain types of games that are more appealing on the x cloud that you're trying to get into before some of those other games that require a bit more uh, faster paced um, action and things like that? You know, what we've been doing is just been taking a very holistic approach. Uh, first of all, like while I'm a gamer and I've worked in the game industry for over two decades, like it's actually not for me to say to anybody how and where and when they should game. So if you look at our strategy, it's not about, you know, us coming and telling you, hey, playing via the cloud is the best way and you shouldn't do anything else. Like play however you want. Uh, if you want to play on the new consoles we just launched, love it. Go for it. You want to play on your PC? Do that too. If you want to play via the cloud, that's fantastic as well. And I think for different people, they're going to have different preferences in different situations. 
And, you know, the parallels that really kind of light this up for me. If you had told me 10 years ago that I would watch an entire Netflix series on my phone or full movies on my phone and be really happy doing that, I'd say you were crazy. Um, but what I find is that, you know, when I'm not able or, you know, willing to play on my console or my PC, play in via xCloud, kind of regardless of title, um, it's better than not playing at all. And I'm, and I'm enjoying it because I have the choice to kind of go about and doing it. So we're not, we're not targeting specific titles. Like if you look at the early previews we ran and what we actually have streaming via Game Pass Ultimate in other regions in the world, which is a place we intend to get to in Australia, you've got like the whole gambit of all the genres, all the types. We are not shying away from anything. Point. It's it's really interesting that one of our most highly rated games is Killer Instinct. And you know, you know, we took the view that when we put content into preview, that we would put all types of content, just as Kareem said, so that we could see. And you know, Destiny 2 has been one of our biggest played games all the way through everything that we've done. So just super interesting to see, you know, how people are engaging just in different formats and where it's bothering them and where it's quite honestly not. It's a it's a really like the Killer Instinct in, in particular I find to be such a you know interesting uh, like example of a game that that you would think wouldn't work but it it winds up working quite well although it's one of those situations where you know fighting games in particular you know half of them are still playing on CRT televisions you see you go to like a fighting game tournament and they're they're the guys still lugging in these giant TVs so they can play with the the lowest latency uh, possible. One thing that I, I, I wonder about xCloud is how do you guys like, how do you get to a point where you can tell people, I don't know, like, you know, phones these days, my phone has a cracked screen, but some of them have 120 hertz screens or, you know, uh, all these or like trying to convince people levels. to use mice, right? Back when wireless mice became a thing <laughs> and people were really, really worried about that from a gaming perspective, being like, oh, I'm not really sure about that. It's the same sort of thing you're saying, right? Yeah, right. Like how, how do you find that one? Like is, is, is it something that you guys feel you need to tell people to go for something over something else? You know, are the whatever the new samsung galaxy s21 or whatever has a 120 hertz screen so it's better for x cloud or you know the this this phone has a 90 hertz screen so it's not quite as good or is is that more something you just you just deal with in the in the scheme of it yeah, you know, we're not we're not really looking to king build as we do this. I mean, if you if I were to pull this back to our vision of just enabling people to play the games they want with the people they want anywhere they want. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to be encompassing of the devices that they already have, whether it's the individual with a cracked screen or the 120 hertz screen. We are trying to make a service that runs well across all of them. You know, we're focusing on a low bandwidth requirement, less than 10 megabits per second. On average, we're seeing less than five. Um, you know, working with all of the mobile operators and all of the Microsoft Azure infrastructure to make sure that that round trip loop is as good as it possibly can, having a wide variety of content. And, you know, you 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 have the choice. If it works for you, please come and enjoy and play. Um, and what works for you is going to be different than what works for Loop, which is going to be different from all the folks that you're talking about in Australia. Um, and so I'm not I'm not sweating that I want everybody to go and do one thing. 
I'm, I'm just trying to invite people in. Please just come and enjoy the games. I mean, when it comes to games, it's the entertainment business. The number one metric should be people enjoying games. And I think a little bit less on the how, the what, the when. If someone's enjoying, great, I'm happy for you. That's what I'm here to enable. A lot of games, uh, you, you know, you, you're talking about having people play whatever they want, having games, you know, that are, are built for other systems working on xCloud natively. Are, are there any plans to make game, a game on, on the xCloud or for the xCloud that works on other things, you know, the, the reverse, uh, something built from the ground up for the xCloud and, or with it's, xCloud it's great, in the wild? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So we kind of took the road of let's start from our strength. And our strength is obviously AAA high fidelity games. And we built what we call internally a lift and shift strategy. So if you built the game for Xbox, it plays in xCloud. And that actually gives us the ability to play any game that has ever been built for Xbox. And then what we've started to do, and you've begun to see the beginnings of it with, uh, with touch controls, but to build in what we call cloud aware technology. So that allows the game developer to know if their game is being screwed streamed, sorry, it's a hard word to say sometimes, streamed, that uh, you know that you can re-optimize the size of the font for the size of the screen or some of the areas that we have around touch controls. So really looking at how you then optimize a game for the cloud environment. And then as you rightly said, you know, what is it when a game is built for the cloud? And we're starting internally and even with some of our third party developer friends to have the discussions of, what does the cloud enable and what does it look like and what games could you build when you're not constrained by the silicon? And then those games really open up the opportunity to build on the power of the cloud. So we definitely see that in the future. Very much all part of our journey as we as we bring Xbox to the cloud. Um, I love I love the idea of Minecraft Dungeons using touchscreen controls. I think it's such a, you know, like uh, that's, that's the that extra hurdle, I think. You know, the the need for a, maybe you don't need a mount. I, I feel like you do need a mount, but maybe you don't need a mount. I sometimes just prop my uh my phone against my keyboard and and connect with the control controller. But uh yeah, mostly you need a mount. But without with touchscreen controls built in, I, I think that's phenomenal. Twenty twenty has been a great year for accessibility in games. Mm. Uh, has that informed or uh, or driven any any changes in the way you guys uh, build out uh, your X, X Cloud offering? You know, we're taking accessibility pretty seriously across all of Xbox. So, yeah. you know, when you think about xCloud, it's not like some silo that's isolated from the rest of everything that we're doing. It's very holistic all across. So yeah. the fact that it's the same backend services, it's the same you know kind of console UI, everything that we do for accessibility for our whole ecosystem, it kind of applies going forward. Um, so you know it's kind of like rising tide lifts all boats type approach. Yeah, fair enough. I, I wanted to uh, just talk about I guess technology and sort of where gaming can evolve in the future because i think um i've been saying this for a while now that the ssd is a, a massive game changer in terms of consoles and pushing games forward but looking past that i think after that we're going to see a lot of things coming forward with ai infrastructure and how that sort of will affect uh gaming um how do you sort of see ai evolving your product and service in the future because i know it's obviously being used in certain areas like uh enhancing image image quality and uh, dealing with latency and that sort of stuff, but are there any other interesting areas that you're looking at that you can use AI to benefit your so your software and solutions? 
yeah, AI is just transforming like every industry, especially technology industries and gaming is no different. And I can take an answer to this question in two ways. I can take a very consumer focused answer or actually a very developer focused answer. And I'm gonna start with the developer and maybe Catherine can cover the consumer side. From a development perspective, like developing a game is hard. It takes a tremendous amount of time and tremendous amount of resources. So we're exploring all kinds of things of like, how can we use AI to better validate the game before you get it? To detect things like, you know, texture pops and so forth in an automated AI based fashion, such that game developers can deliver in the end a better quality product to consumers. So there's like an almost unlimited field of opportunity when it comes to AI just in game development. We incubate a lot of those things with Microsoft Research within the broader Microsoft umbrella with first party you know, games that we're working on and with third party. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of that stuff is in the phase where uh, not really at a place to talk about it publicly, but there's mm -hmm. exciting things coming on the horizon when it comes to AI, um, you know, and in consumer as well, which, you know, I'll hand to Catherine for that one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, one of the things I really think about, and one of the tenants that I think Xbox has become known for is security. You know that when you play on Xbox, you're safe and secure. And that's something that we really use AI for, to really look at patterns in conversations, you know, just think of the number of voice and text conversations happening in real time, and really think about those patterns there so that we can really operate a very secure environment across all of these devices, across all of these ecosystems, and with hundreds of millions of gamers around the planet. That's really where we want to get to, and AI is absolutely mission critical in achieving that. And I think, you know, being able to talk securely in these environments and having a safe community is so important to empowering people to play. So that's something that I'm really excited about, you know, with regards to AI. Um, one one thing I was wondering about, uh, family sharing hasn't made it to xCloud yet. Is that something that's on the horizon? Uh, is that coming? Because uh, I, I know, well, I mean, I don't have the best idea of how my family sharing system works on my Xbox Game Pass Ultimate already, uh, but I believe I, 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 I'm supposed to be able to let my wife play on the account, <laughs> but I can't get, I can't seem to get it to work. And all my Googling says it's not in xCloud yet. Is that something coming in the future or is it just one of those things that uh, is, is exclusive to the account holder? Well, we're taking feedback on what is the intersection between family and our Game Pass subscriptions. Um, so thank you for the feedback. In terms of what you can do today, you know, you can anoint any console that you have as your home console. Yep. And then any account that logs into that console gets to uh, benefit from the entitlements that you as, a, as an account owner have. So any digital purchases that you have, an Xbox Live Gold membership or a Game Pass Ultimate membership. So, you know, on, from a console perspective, we do have that via the home console mechanism. Oh, okay, so I've got her playing games on my account for, you know, the Achievos, uh, you know, to, to boost my score. You uh, so to other people. That's part of what you keep saying. <laughs> so we all think it's you getting the achievements. Is she doing well for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic stuff. Uh, games I've never Can I played. get her on my account? <laughs> it's, it's the perfect scheme. Um, so if I get her to log in, perhaps that will, you know, as opposed to having to log into my Xbox account on her phone. Or I think that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, 
you were mentioned you mentioned before the idea that you know you're going to browsers uh has that posed any particular challenges uh that you didn't see coming previously or was that always part of the roadmap you know, it, it getting to every device was always part of our roadmap. We had this, you know, I mean, you know, we're, there are great things about working at a large company. And one is that you can have really large ambitions, right? You know, and our, our job, we see it is to empower every person on the planet. We say, you know, to be productive for the rest of Microsoft, but for Xbox, we say to play. And if we're going to get everybody to play, then we have to reach them where they are, right? You know, we have to reach them on the devices they already own, because it's wonderful if you have your 65-inch OLED screen and, you you know, and you have a few hundred dollars to spare on a console, but that shouldn't preclude you from playing. So when we looked at the world and we looked at the different devices, we said, how could we test and learn? Because we know there's a ton to learn on this journey. And, and how would we do that best? So you saw in the first instance, we launched from an app. We really wanted to be able to sort of highly control different aspects of it. And then we very quickly said, but we want to come to more devices more quickly. We want to give more people the opportunity to play. And that was when we we prioritized a lot of our sort of browser build and the team's done incredible work on it. We've just, we've, we, we went into the first stage that we go into internally is called Canary. And we went into Canary recently. And so we've all been testing and it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, obviously the uh, primary goal is uh, the access to the broader mobile market that browsers uh, a value of but uh is, is this also going to allow people to like play on their giant tvs and stuff like that or <laughs> is that sort yeah. of a unintended side effect no i mean if they want people are taking things and playing where they want to now i tell you what's so fun we've just been playing with this thing for months on our teams and like we had this day where we were all playing as a team and someone said oh we want to play this game they literally just dropped the url link into the chat we all clicked on it we we're all in the game it was like wham this is a whole new way of playing together right it's so immediate we were in there in a matter of seconds so you know people are going to do different things with this and in the end we want to embrace what users are doing and just optimize for it and i guess awesome. that that, that opens great. you up to a um, a completely different market as well because you're, you're now going after people that, because I think you've said next year, early next year will be coming to PC. Um, and so now you're looking at people that may not have high-end PCs but are able to run things like standard apps to stream this stuff. And so now you're getting those consumers in. And, and so it must be really exciting to be able to be like, it's not just people that have Xboxes and, and are able to play like their games on a, an Android device or a, a tablet. Now you're being like, all right, we're bringing it to, to TV, sorry, PCs and, and everything else. That's, that's a huge market there. Has that yeah. been a bit of a challenge? Like the, I guess, you know, I, I, I've noticed it even in our discussion today, right? Like me and Luke or Luke and I, if you will, uh, <laughs> Luke and I have like sort of this very, I guess, narrow view of how you can use xCloud. I'm, I'm sitting here talking about latency, even though having played it, I know it's not that big a deal. Like, I'm still stuck in that mindset. And, like, we're talking about oh, the ways, the, the few ways you might use xCloud. And you guys have all this other, I don't know, uh, like, knowledge about how people could use it. Is that something that has provider like posed a lot of challenges how do you get people to understand 
how broad you can go with xCloud. You know, how how do you get that across to people? You know, that, that hasn't been a challenge from the beginning. Like, that's been an accelerant, and it's been a source of inspiration. I mean, we are Xbox within Microsoft, so, like, what is our global ambition? I'm not here to do anything small. Um, you know, there's 3 billion <laughs> gamers on the planet. What percentage of them have heard about Halo but have no ability to play them today? You know, I want to enable all of them to play, watch, create, and communicate together. Um, so when we think about how do you go and you reach everyone, it's a combination of, uh, you know, a ubiquitous browser experience. It's going to be applications on various platforms. So the, a lot of the discussion that Catherine and I and the other leaders in our team get to have is really not about should we go here or should we go there? Should we go do this? Should we go do that? But what order do we lay it all out in? Because like, like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit responsibly aggressive. Like I'm going to show up and eat the entire buffet. This is about what's my plan of attack, um, you know, and I want everyone to have an opportunity to participate in the fun that is Xbox, to experience the characters, the worlds, the joy, the the human connectedness that can come. Um, and, you know, if we can provide more windows into that ecosystem, into their friends and their games in a way that's consistent and safe and reliable and secure, like that's that's what we're all about. Yeah. You know, it, it is kind of mind blowing, though, as you say, the other week we were sitting in um, a meeting with Phil, you know, who, who leads Xbox. And he was he'd been telling us he was playing Halo 5. You know, he was testing out on PC some of the work that we've done there. And he just was like that. This just blows me away. You know, this is such a good way to play. And, you know, this game was never built natively for PC. You know, it's just phenomenal when you start thinking of what this technology begins to open up. And in the end, it, it isn't the technology that matters. It matters what the consumers can take away and how they can enjoy it in ways that they'd never dreamed possible previously. And I think, you know, we've seen that with other forms of media, with video, with music, with, you know, et cetera. And for gaming to start going through some of this sort of transition, I, I think it's an incredibly exciting time to be part of this industry. And we're seeing the gamers of Australia uh, enjoy it right now. You know, we get to watch the telemetry, we get their feedback, we see the sentiment that they provide to us. And uh, from what we're seeing so far, they're rating the service and their experience uh, highest amongst the, the four new markets that we launched in, which I think is, you know, fantastic uh, for the people there. And hopefully, Joe, you, you know, that's matching the experience that you're having as well. It is. Although, like, I, I do sort of wonder if, there might be a minor bias in that gamers tend to have or people who would sign up for the beta would tend to get the highest quality stuff uh, when when possible. So I, I wonder if, if that might be trending in that direction as well. You know, they've got 5G phones, although Australia's 5G is 5G. Uh, <laughs> like we've got like the, the better stuff in general. So like, uh, and, you know, we are... I, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see what would happen if, if you took it out to air, air, like Alice Springs or something and, and went to see how, how well it would go out there because it, that's, that's the crazy thing about Australia. That's the challenge I think you'll always run into down here is mm. everything winds up being so spread out. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like, Technology and trends are really on our side there. I mean, yeah, as yeah. we look at different regions of the world and Australia is no different, 
I don't think anybody really argues that internet connectivity and bandwidth and availability is just increasing over time. It's kind yeah. of like the, the network version of Moore's law. Um, so, you know, we're, we, we, we are expecting that trend to continue. And, uh, you know, a tremendous number of people in the country of Australia can have a great experience today via the cloud, just like they can streaming video. And that number of people that have that ubiquity of access, it's only going up over time. Yeah. Okay, we might uh, quickly wrap things up because we don't want the oh. PR people to start yelling at us. Um, but just just to kind of encapsulate we everything, don't yell. we don't yell. <laughs> okay, um, uh, Kareem, I know in the past, and it's something that seems to be uh, Xbox is very um, adamant about saying this, but xCloud is very much uh, like a companion or a complementary service towards what Xbox is doing, and it's not something that is going to be replacing consoles but i think inevitably that is something that may happen i'm I'm not talking about eight years from now 30 years from now or somewhere in the future because you look at the way ethan catherine was talking about how how the tv and film industry and streaming and the way we engage with media now like that has just gone ridiculous but you also look at the music industry and how cd sales have declined and and vinyl has sort of come back um two interesting sort of you know one 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 industry getting towards streaming the other one being like we want we want the physical media because it sounds better um do you feel like do you guys feel like it's inevitable that streaming will be the front runner and and sort of the home consoles will will sort of take a bit of a backseat at some point not not, i'm not saying next generation but eventually it's probably going to happen you know, I think backseat isn't it's just not a term that I would use. Right. I think of it more as how is it that people who want to engage? And if you look today, I mean, we just launched our consoles. There are people who love playing on their console. And I believe in the future, you're going to have people who grow up playing games from the cloud. And that'll be totally normal from them. Some of them will also expand out onto a console. Some will expand out onto PC. Some will start on one place and migrate. So I think more of the world of gaming of, How do we connect people with the content that they love, with the people that they want to play with? And at the end, we can all sit back and look at the Venn diagram of who's playing where and migrating between the the circles and which circles bigger and smaller. Um, You know, it's the entertainment industry. How can we just invite you in to play? How can we support you to play where you are, how you want to? Yeah, in the end, it just comes down to choice, gamer choice. How do they want to play? And I think, you know, we've all never probably had more different hardware in our house all up just for different types of things. And we just we really just want to give gamers choice of how they play and when they play. But most of all, we want them to connect and play because, you know, it's in 2020. It's all we've had to bring us all together. Right. (laughs) It's very true. Absolutely. Uh, So you don't take the uh, Christopher Nolan sort of. Uh, view of there being very separate ways to enjoy media, you know. I, I know he's uh, he's not happy about uh, <laughs> some aspects of the how the film industry is going, um, but that that appears to be exactly you know exactly what what you want uh, for XCloud. The uh, ubiquity is uh, is right here in XCloud already. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think there's room for all people. We're not building just one choice with it designed to be for everyone. We're building, you know, something for, you know, we're, we're building options for everyone. And, uh, you know, I love I love what Microsoft is doing when I think about the, 
you know, the content that we have, the community that we have in the cloud and Microsoft Azure and combining those three in a way that, um, you know, I don't think can be easily matched by other competitors in the space. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I've been, I've been here working in gaming for a long time, bringing joy to as many people as possible and using the cloud to do it is just such a natural evolution. Yeah. We get to have fun and hopefully you do too. And that yeah. means we'll have pretty cool jobs, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank you guys so much for taking the the time out of your day to talk to both of us. Uh, we really Honestly. appreciate it. Yeah, and um, uh, good luck with everything else in the future with XCloud. We're really excited to see what you guys can do uh, to push gaming forward for the rest of us. Yeah, thank you guys. So great yeah. to meet you. Yes, thank you both. And uh, Job, next time uh, let's 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 uh, do it in person <laughs> on your. Okay, that's an awesome idea. <laughs> Okay, so that was our conversation with uh, Kareem and Catherine. So thank you to Xbox for teeing that one up. Greatly appreciate it. Hopefully everyone uh, enjoyed that chat. So um, we might kick on speaking about Xbox-related things. I might follow up with Call of the Sea, which I spoke about last week, yeah. uh, which is available now on Game Pass. You thought um, we were going to talk about Cyberpunk just because Luke was all like, <laughs> oh, and we'll talk about Cyberpunk. <laughs> Yeah, but I forgot. This, but I forgot the other one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Call of the Sea is an adventure puzzle game in a first-person perspective, where you're playing as a, a young lady who is on the uh, lookout for her husband, who has mysteriously disappeared on an island. Um, and, and like I said last week, I was only a couple hours in and uh, enjoying it for the most part um it had some really interesting uh, puzzles where kind of putting pen to paper and figuring things out as you go along and uh since then i've now finished it it's not a super long game it only takes a couple hours um to, to get through it and uh I, I enjoyed it for the most part i think it does go in some strange directions towards the end it is very um hp lovecraftian storytelling um and sort of the themes that it's diving into as things awesome. become more and more weird as you start working your way through this strange island uh, and, and discovering its its weird properties and what's going on there. And um, there are a couple of instances where some of the puzzles become a bit uh, confusing and just, I guess, maybe not as thought out as well as some of the others. Um, like one of them, I basically just brute forced because i had no idea what it yeah. was trying to tell me um which is kind of tricky with some of these games um because if like the the idea is to try and make them a little bit challenging but also when you solve them kind of like well that's cool because i discovered that like you don't want it to be too easy but also you don't want it to be too hard and so it's a very fine line and, well, um, like you know, I, I guess we talk a lot about the you know the language of puzzles, right? Yeah, and do you feel like it didn't teach you the language before it threw no, this puzzle yeah. at you? Yeah. Well, I mean, the the game does it quite a bit, where it's like you walk around and you look at objects within the environment, and she'll write them down in her notepad as like a clue, yeah. and then eventually you filled up this notepad with all these clues. And they generally link to something else in the environment and you've got to piece them together and then solve the puzzle. Yeah. Um, but this particular puzzle, I just had no idea what it was trying to get at. Did like, you go back afterwards and see if you could work out? No. No? No. Because I went... Um, 
I went online and looked up a guide afterwards and I was just like, I looked up like three guides or something and a couple yeah. of YouTube videos and the YouTube videos were clearly um, looking at a guide or had done it already and would we're not explaining how to get from point A to point B. They were just doing it, like showing you what you needed to right. do. Yep. And then um, I've been doing a bit of reading uh, this morning, just before I just some research. Um, and yeah, it seemed like a lot of people were getting stuck on that puzzle and just yeah. not really getting to the point of like the, drawing the connection between the two. Yeah. And so I, um, yeah, I, I still don't know what I did to, to get through that one and there was another one that was very similar where i uh it kind of went over my head and until i looked at a solution i was like all right well i guess i'm this is the solution then <laughs> um but otherwise because I've, I've talked about a few puzzle games on here before and i think the 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 room vr does a pretty good or even the room uh yeah. one to four i think they're at at the moment yeah i think yeah. that does a really good job of um exploring puzzles and and uh doing sort of like a gradual build-up of yeah introducing the player to new mechanics yeah yeah um and by also having it be in these different areas like you're not you're not really confined to one space it's it's sort of like an escape room you finish one area and then you're on to the next area and you've got to try and figure out the thing uh behind it and so uh i enjoy i enjoy doing like those puzzle type games and uh, i think this one leans a bit more into the storytelling because it is trying to tell a story yeah. um and there is a lot of finding uh diaries and notes and audio logs and pictures of of what's happened to this crew and exactly you know where your husband has gone and what's happened to to him uh and, and learning a bit more about yourself as a character but uh yeah it, i mean i think it's got some work a, a little bit of work to sort of fix that and i wonder how yeah. they do it i know they did release a patch um right. sometime this week and that but that was just to address some some gameplay um performance issues oh, okay. and uh that sort of thing but otherwise like again if you've got xbox game pass it's on there you can play it on on pc or console sure, called sure, c sure, sure, sure. yeah it's um i think the cast is like for some reason, I'm thinking the name Sissy Jones. Is that a person? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't Sissy think it Spacek. is. Sorry? Sissy Spacek? No, no, no. She's a really famous um, voice actor. Let me just think. I'm looking it up now. Oh, uh, I've got it. She's in Aliens Colonial Marine. Yeah, no, it is Sissy Jones. 2013's um, Game of the Year. Yeah. And also Yuri Lowenthal, who is uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Um, from mm. the Marvel Spider-Man universe and also Sunset Overdrive, um, another Xbox game. So, like, the, the voice cast is, is pretty good. Um, and it's not a super long game. You, you probably get through it in, like, four hours, something like that. Uh, so if you're into adventure puzzle games and have something you're looking for over the Christmas break, then, oh, yeah, definitely have a look at that one called C. Out now. Nice. Um, anyway, let's get to the big... The big one the big of one. the year. Uh, so last week, Cyberpunk 2077 is obviously what we're talking about. Last week, I spoke about the review situation surrounding uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and was speculating kind of about what was going on. And I feel like I was I was on point. I feel like I was very on point because you and I have done this rodeo for quite a while. and We've, we've been down this road before. 
Yeah. When, <laughs> and I think the points I brought up were that we're very selective about um, who was getting reviews, which outlets were getting reviews and how many. They weren't giving people console review codes at all. They were only doing PC review codes. Mm. They weren't allowing people to capture video footage, which yep. to me was the really strange one. Because you is... don't see that at all. Um, like, the, the others <clears throat> are like little red flags. Yeah, tiny and, ones. And, and that one is, holy fuck. That's like a giant, that's... The sort of thing they unfurl the flashes. at super at the halftime of the Super Bowl or some shit, and you're like, "That is a big fucking red flag." <laughs> yeah, and and I, I was talking about it last week in terms of they were trying to preserve spoilers, but then when I think we recorded the day of or the day before the reviews came out, I can't really remember, but um, but when the 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 ideas and and people were sort of talking about the bugs in the game, yeah, that's when I connect. It runs like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i connected the two together i was like i think that is why they don't want the videos to come out uh, and yeah. um yeah i think i was right like absolutely that was the point they cd project red knew exactly what they were doing they when they won they, they they were lying to people um they 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 were trying to hide the fact that this game was broken on consoles they, or yep. at least last gen consoles mm. um and so by limiting what reviewers could do in their reviews and talk about, uh, they were trying to hide that fact. And they they got away with it for a couple of days because I was under the impression there were bugs in the game, but I don't think people really knew how many, like how bad it was until we got to the console versions because I think they're okay on the PC. Like there's not a huge issue on the PC. There's definitely bugs. There's a lot of bugs, but it's not as bad is what it is on the console version. So I was talking about like the Metacritic score was, I think it started off about a 93 or something. And it dropped to about 91 when we were recording. It's down to like an 86 at the moment. It's still going. I didn't think it was going to drop that that far, mainly because I didn't know. I didn't know that the game was this broken. I mean, fuck. Like <laughs> right. you go back a couple of episodes and we have been so hyped for this game, right? Like crazy hyped uh i I almost i almost feel guilty Mm. uh because we fed into the but like we were played just like fucking everyone else i mean just like everyone else man like you know what you know what stitch you know what gets me about this is that shit even without the bugs this game isn't a fucking nine yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I don't, did you listen to the uh, emergency board meeting? I didn't listen to it. I saw it the other day, and there was a, someone did a transcribe on. Right. Uh, I think it was the CD Project Red, sorry, CD Project um, Reddit page or Cyberpunk Reddit page. Someone just right. kind of transcribed the main points. It was a right. couple of days before I saw it on. I think Kotaku picked it up or something. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, I, I did. I did read that. Like. The moment it, it was, I don't know, I don't think it was leaked. I think it was just put out there. I listened yeah. to it. And, uh, yeah, like, there's there's a lot to there's a lot to get out of that. There's a lot yeah. to interpret from that. But uh, just, Sorry, just to explain a bit. Oh, yeah. They, they had an emergency uh, shareholders meeting because their stock prices dropped 
a lot, like, like 30%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was about $31 US. And I think as of today, it's down to about $21. So it's dropped $10 in a couple of days. Um, so they're trying to stop people from <laughs> selling their shares at this point. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So go on. Sorry. Um, so there's, there's a lot to take from, like, a lot to get out of this <clears throat> meeting. But my main two takeaways were A, uh they're sending everyone on holidays as they fucking should um and when they get back it'll be fucking it's all hands on deck like uh the team working on Gwent will continue to work on Gwent the team working on mobile games will continue to work on mobile games they're not like they're not cyberpunk developers but as it seems like everyone else at CD Projekt Red uh, as a studio, uh, we'll be working on Cyberpunk, fixing Cyberpunk. Uh, the, who isn't working on this Witcher game, most likely? Uh, no, like it seemed yeah. like based on this fucking call, they said development of of uh, our future games continues, mm. but our highest priority is fixing Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah. And they need to. They need to no man sky this because yeah. they've basically ruined their reputation. Well, they said the the, the, the the stinger, and I, I feel like this has been missed by a lot of people. The stinger is that at the end, uh, he said, uh, at least until February. Hmm. And he sort of just like let, he just sort of put that out there as a like clarifying element. But I think that's pretty fucking important because it, to me, it says that it's all hands on deck to fix this game until February. And then. Everyone, like people who are working, who were on the Witcher team, are going back to the Witcher and shit like that, and the game will mm. be sort of uh, maintenance. I, I don't think they'll to. be on maintenance because they've got this multiplayer thing coming out sometime. So well, I think that, still be but that's a separate it. game at this point. Yeah. They're treating that like a completely separate game. So I think that be, gets like, delayed. Cyberpunk will be on. Well, they they sort of mentioned that it'll be out <laughs> when it's ready. Uh, it's yeah. like, is it still on track for twenty twenty two? It'll be out when it's ready. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I've f- forgotten. Um, fuck, there was there was like one other fucking huge thing, and I'm like, uh, this this is pretty important, but I can't fucking remember it anymore. So, I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to it's just another episode of Job is hungover on a podcast. Yeah. Um, Fuck, what were we talking about? Bugs, uh, bug fixing. Uh, no, I got nothing. Whatever it yeah. was, it was it was a mind blower. And when I fucking remember it again, I'm going to fucking be all like, oh shit, it was, it was this. Yeah, four hours from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they did have this emergency board meeting. But it, I mean, it's, because we, we've gotten to the point now where uh, console versions are in people's hands. They've now put out a statement saying that they're trying to get people refunds, but yeah. it looks like Sony's not coming to the coming to play at this stage. Um, yeah. I guess they didn't talk to those people first, by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, so if you do want refunds, you can try and get one, but you might not at this point. It's really a weird situation. Um, 
yeah, because it, it's broken. Like it's it's a broken game. I, I don't know about you, but I've put about I think I'm like thirty eight hours into it at this stage, game time. For about the first twenty five hours, I'd say I didn't have really any issues. Um, I was having some graphics problems every once in a while, like the weird people walking through elevated doors or um my dude being naked while driving and standing and t-posing um like i like i like when they half t-pose have you seen that like no only everyone's (laughs) right hand side will t-pose and the other half of them is sort of like doing regular shit and i'm like well this is weird pretty (laughs) odd yeah Uh, so like that sort of stuff i'm okay with like they're just weird graphical thingies that don't really bother me but it's been like the last 10 hours 12 hours where i've started to run into gameplay bugs like things affecting my experience um because those little graphical things sort of draw you out of the experience for a split moment you're like oh that's funny um like my character has no hair for some reason when i'm looking in the mirror like my my guy never has any hair i don't know what is going on anymore he looks like max Payne. um (laughs) and uh so that is that is i'm like yeah that's funny uh but but now i'm getting to the point where i've been like the last 12 hours i think yesterday i reloaded about seven or eight save games because it was just doing weird shit yeah like all of the time um i don't know if we want to go through a list but because i've got a lot of fucking notes here but i can tell you about some of the things that i've had just in the last day we'll see see if i've had them too although i'm not as deep into the game as you uh I'm probably yeah. 20 hours in. Right. Uh, and just for just for a reference, we're not going to be talking... I don't think we're going to be talking about spoilers. At, like gameplay spoilers. Uh, Sorry, story not. spoilers. Yeah. We might um, we might do a... Based on the fact that the, the fucking story is maybe the best part of this fucking game, mm. uh, the main story, because we'll talk about the fucking other stuff in a All bit. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, the maid story is probably the best thing this game has going for it. I think we might wind up doing a spoiler cast down the track. Uh, I'd mm. really like to. Um, my gut tells me that we, it might not happen until fucking February when the game is actually finished and out of early yeah. access. Uh, but uh, yeah, we will. Because to be honest, the first, like I said, 25 hours having a lot of fun with it I, like i was at the point where i was thinking about my next playthrough being like oh i'm gonna play as a female and i'm gonna go this build and do all this stuff and then the last 12 hours have been like fucking hell man like what is this game is getting more broken as i play more of it um so like because people don't no, finish people don't finish people don't finish games luke so they didn't bother yeah. with the last third of it um, so we've got, I've got the, no, for whatever reason, I've never got any hair. I've never seen my character with hair when I'm looking in a mirror or anything like that. It's just always gone. Uh, missing pants for some reason sometimes oh. and look like a Ken doll. Oh, the um, Ken doll one. Yeah. When I was, uh, I'm like, I was taking screenshots of my dude hanging dong. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to wear pants if you don't want to. Uh, and then when I put pants back on, the pants then come on and he kendolled and i'm like well this makes me uncomfortable mm. <laughs> well what happened to my penis <laughs> yeah give me back my penis damn you uh, <laughs> i do not like the kendall <laughs> glitch <laughs> right uh 
I had a mission, um, it's called Send in the Clowns. I'm not sure if you've done this one, but you're waiting for a character to return from doing something and you're waiting in the car while they're right. off doing it. Okay. And uh, something doesn't go right and you need to get out of the car. And every time I got out of the car, my it was a, it actually forced me to get out of the car. Like I couldn't press it before or after. It was kind of like a, a moment. And right. so whenever that would happen, my guy would get out of the car and fall through the earth, like <laughs> just straight through the ground. And I was like, oh, okay. the first time it happened, I'm like, oh, okay. And then it, the screen, like I kept falling and I could look up and like there's Night City above me and I'm still falling. And then it went to a loading screen and then it put me back in the game, but I was like still in the world somewhere falling and it just put me in this loop. It just kept Dude. doing it. And so I was I like, oh, okay, that's, that's fair enough. And that's so I reloaded... Smart reloaded my save game um from when i was in the car and then the exact same thing happened again and i'm like oh all right fair enough this this save looks like it's fucked and so i reloaded back into it all the save like because it does a couple of auto saves like three um so i reloaded back into another one before we actually got to that spot and uh and then got back into that situation where i need to get out of the car i get out of the car falls through the floor oh and I'm my like God. I'm like is this mission just bugged is this what's going on so I needed to kill the game I came back in tried it one more time yeah and that worked and I'm like all right fair enough Holy we got fuck. out of the car that's cool um yeah all the t posing that's going on I've had HUD elements on the screen that have gotten stuck uh that just won't disappear sometimes HUD elements just completely vanish I've had like um, my ammo count disappear and I've had to reload a save game to get that back. I've had weird instances where um, like people's health bars will disappear and they don't come back and you can't see like how much health they've got. I've had the color on my screen change different colors. Like I won't go into spoilers as to that. Something makes that happen, but it was changing colors for no reason. Uh, Like, like my 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 text was going like green, kind of like I felt like it had just enabled, um, just like Matrix different types mode. of, <laughs> yeah, matrix mode or or like a colorblind mode or something like that. But it was just doing it by itself, um, which is kind of, kind of disorienting. Uh, I've had uh, people disappearing in front of me and like j- just vanishing completely, like teleporting. Um, uh the car racing is is terrible it's not really a bug but the way that is set up is shit um there's like a whole side story where you're doing these car races and i mentioned this in our chat the other day but you can you can flick the 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 camera behind you and see the cars like basically being teleported or being um phased into the world because you can look forward and drive and you, you're going fast. You know you, you're, you're doing extremely fast in those other cars and you can look at your mini-map and you can see those cars on the mini-map mini map, like teleporting. And if you mm. quickly look behind you and then look forward and look behind you again, the order of where those cars are in like the race are always changing. Like there's a car, there's an orange car on the left and all of a sudden he's three rows back and he's on the right and then you, you quickly flick forward and then flick back and now he's on f- in front and in the middle and you're like there's no way that that car could move that quick 
And if you do it enough times, you can start seeing like cars sort of being in the air and dropping and hitting things. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's like actually teleporting those cars around you to keep them. It's like a catch up mechanic in Mario Kart, but they're not making the cars faster. They're just teleporting them in in front of you or something. Um, That, that, that uh, there was that tweet, right? Um, That Jeff Kanata retweeted. About how traffic is done. Yeah, about how traffic. I've 100% noticed that um there have been yeah. a number of times where i've been driving and i'll see a fucking one of those sleek fucking quadros and i'll be like oh fuck uh I, i'm gonna I'm fucking steal that car because by the way why why are they insisting that you buy a car why do you get fucking texts all the time telling you to buy a car you steal any car there's no repercussions you can steal cars mm. in front of the fucking cops and they don't give a fuck. Uh, it's so that you can call them back for later on. Like, your garage. Who fucking cares? Why does that matter? Just fucking yeah. go steal a car. Um, it is... Yeah. I haven't done any of the races because the racing... The driving model in Cyberpunk is one of the worst I've ever experienced. Um, I thought the driving was pretty good. Mm. Because I was using the same four cars that I've had the entire time, which is like two motorbikes, my default right. car, and something <laughs> else that someone had given me. I right. only just got a new car that I I didn't buy it. I found it somewhere. And it's fucking mm. fast. And I can't... Mm. It, I needed to get this car out of somewhere to, in order to get to the back to the main city. It was yep. in like a cave. It, the car was fucked up before I even got out of the cave because I couldn't drive it properly. It was just spinning out everywhere. Um, mm. And so now whenever I call this car out into the city, it's so quick and I can't drive it anywhere. The handling is just shit. But old, yep. my old shitbox that I had drives yeah. amazing. I could turn those corners like no problem. Because you can only <laughs> do the driving 40 k's an hour in the fucking thing. And you're like, fuck, this, this handles like a dream. And you fucking yeah. turn it like a Mack truck. You're like, well, wow, I'm not even sliding out. And meanwhile, you get in the fast car. See, that's that's the problem, right? I don't buy cars. I steal them. And all I do is steal the, the fucking coolest car I see. Yeah. And uh, and it's just like, then I just fucking do donuts for 16 minutes because I can't fucking, I just spin my way to wherever the fuck I'm trying to go. It's not faster than the 40k an hour car. I might as well be in one of those tiny van things that drive around. Uh, this like I spent so much time overshooting wherever the fuck I'm supposed to go, or like just yeah, oh yeah, crashing the walls and shit. Because the game uh, has a no dynamic mini map. It needs a mini map that you can see where you're going. Because it's like you need to turn left up here, but by the time you get to the part we need to turn left, you're going too fucking fast, and so you run into a yeah, wall. It's Sixteen kilometers behind you. Like this is it is this it is literally how I do directions in real life. Like, someone will be like, oh, Joe, you do directions. And I'll be like, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. Let's get someone else to do it. Why don't you, why don't you just fucking, why don't you just hold your fucking phone? Why don't you hold your phone and do it yourself? Because it'll, it'll be, be better, right? We might die, <laughs> but it'll still be better than me doing it. Because I'll be like, <clears throat> driving, drive. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to turn left back there. Uh, yeah, no, we can we can fix this. Uh, if you turn left uh, back there. Uh, oh, yeah, no, take... Take that right that we just passed. Ah, fuck. All right, well, if we turn around at uh, the roundabout we just went through, don't worry about it. I am the human version of <laughs> Cyberpunk's minimap. Um, mm. Anyway, it's non-existent. The, yeah, it's just useless. Um, 
the broader point I was making is that I'll see like a, I'll be driving in some fucking shitbox and uh, I'll see a fucking quadro uh, and I'll like oh yeah I gotta get that and so I'll stop the car and then turn around and every car behind me will be completely different I'll be like what <laughs> what just happened uh, yeah I've definitely noticed that the car like there's no permanence like none of these they're, they're not like entities in the, in the game world yeah. Uh, they don't have, they don't exist, uh, in, in the, in the sense, in the watchdog style sense. Yeah. Where people have uh, lives. They go about. But they don't even exist in the day. fucking, in the much more reduced, like, so f- as a, for a goof, I downloaded Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, because uh, that was the first Grand Theft Auto 3D game that allowed you to shoot out the tires on cars. And I very quickly realized that you can't shoot out the tires in cars in Cyberpunk uh, because I, I don't know, I like shooting tires in cars. Do like so I have a game for you, Job? It's called The Division. <laughs> There's so many tires. <laughs> I never tire of uh, of shooting uh-huh. out tires. Um, but anyway, so I, I downloaded Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Ah, uh, it's it's better. <laughs> it's better in basically every fucking way than Cyberpunk. I don't understand. It, it is crazy. But like, but Cyberpunk. Uh, sorry, Vice City came out in fucking two thousand and two. And it does things that Cyberpunk isn't capable of. Oh, I fucking remembered. I fucking just remembered that fucking earnings call. They hmm. said, they said that the AI thing, they won't, like, working on improve, like, improving the AI is not something that they're working on because in their, like, they see it, they see the AI issues as a bug. And so what I think has happened is they have a stopgap implementation of AI where they just create, um, like, uh, entities in the world mm. uh, to to make it look like it's populated because there is a fatal flaw in the actual AI of the game uh, and they couldn't fix it before. Yeah, launch. they couldn't fix it. Yeah. And, and There's so, a lot of stuff yeah, like they, that. They reckon the AI the problems with the AI is a bug. And I think that's what's happening is they have yeah, stopgap implemented a f- fucking, you know, the, one of the worst, one of the worst fucking, what's that fucking tape that you slap on a tank and it stops the water from flex seal or whatever oh, the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, but instead of flex too. seal, it's a, it's a fucking, it's a couple lines of code. <laughs> no, it's 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 like a fucking sad piece of paper or something, and it's not doing the job correctly. It's like it's, there's still fucking water pissing out. And you're like, yeah, but I I slapped something on it. Yeah, and, and if you, know, you turn like, around and don't look at it, you won't notice it. Yeah, <laughs> right. don't worry. Don't worry about your pants getting wet. Because it's not uh, just the vehicles; it's the the people are using the exact yeah. same solution as well. Like the amount of times that I've seen. Like you can do something in the world and turn around, and the people are completely different. Or yeah, like it'll spawn in um, 
people that look the same and they're like kind of standing next to each other and you're like what are these are they supposed to be twins like wearing the same clothes <laughs> is that what's going on it's just um yep. yeah uh i got a couple more bugs here let me go through them oh sure. this this is one that i i hate um the I've, I've reloaded a couple saves or i've i've died in the middle of um a mission and it's you reloaded died. me into my save where there's like someone behind me now all of a sudden and so i'm playing it as a stealth game ah yeah and someone that was there before sorry that, that i've killed and there wasn't anyone there is now directly behind me I and the moment i the fuck out of this <laughs> i spawn i'm like where what is this where is this person come from and and i can't turn around quick enough before they spot me i'm just like all right and that's happened a bunch where it's not have you saving. not just reloaded because it seems like they go like there's just random spawning or something <clears throat> no it seems like their pathing is tied to like system clock or something yeah, as far as doing, i can tell i am not saving the, the instance of where everybody of is it's like moving people around or spawning them in or something that's what that's, that's what i'm saying right like they move like their position appears to be tied to your system clock or something like that so when you reload they're in a different spot mm. and so when I fuck, like, because I'm playing stealth as well, when I fuck up <laughs> and I wind up in a in a bad position where I'm like, uh, I don't know how I fucking move out of this one. Um, I just reload and I just, like, keep reloading until they've, they've moved back into the other position again and then I'll just fucking wander on through. Because I, it's, it's some fucking, like mind-bending shit because you remain in your position yeah but, but they else moved yeah they they move it's like you're in a, an alternate reality where they never fucking made it there some shit yeah i can see how it would be annoying if it worked against you but uh when it works in your favor primo shit man i'm about I, i've seen i saw one where i was in the middle of a um i think it was like a, a side mission or a gig or something like that and, and i was quite high up um and looking down on on people and i got spotted or, or, or did something and got in a fight and everybody noticed me and then i reloaded my save it popped me back in and it, but it plopped everybody else like at the very back of this um complex and i could see them all like running to their spots of like where they were supposed <laughs> to be because like this this guy's over in this tower and this guy's all supposed right. to be down here next to this thing and i could no, see them all running way. like like oh we're not in our spawns properly we, we need to go to our back to our spot um so that stuff is really weird i've had people see me through walls after i've reloaded a save like if i've oh, yeah. triggered an alert and then i've been like oh, i just want to reload this one fuck it i'll reload yeah. back into my save and for whatever reason they haven't reset their state to be like all right we're back in normal mode it's like no they can still just still alerted and now for whatever reason this person can see me through a wall i've had instances where people are shooting trying to shoot me through floors through um like walls and things like that like we, for some reason they can see me and it shows up on the your hud you see the eye getting yeah. to the top and then they see you and then i can hear gunfire and i'm looking behind me and i'm like are they trying to shoot me through a wall what is going on here that's happened a bunch um what else let's go to my next page uh that's that's probably most of my major sort of bugs at this stage but like it's yesterday was the day where i was like this is nuts like why it's like getting 
more broken the more I play it. It's um because yeah. I wasn't seeing these gameplay related issues at the the first couple of days. It was it was more like, oh, this is funny, like it's broken. Um but it's not too bad. But when it starts affecting gameplay elements and that's really pulling you out, it's like, oh, that's um that's not cool. Uh yeah. Man, I I have so many problems with this game. I am I've never I can't, cannot think of any time where I've been more gutted that I didn't get to review a game. Because like I reckon you or I would have fucking dragged this down the fucking like behind some fucking horses down the fucking street. Uh yeah. it is a travesty. A tra- like it yeah, you said it last week, you know? Like uh they've been very selective. Yeah. About who got to review this game. And we and were very we were wondering why we didn't get code. Yeah. I think I think we know why. <laughs> I think we know why. Uh yeah. Um it's it's all coming together. Uh I holy shit man. This yeah. I I've I've been trying to work out how this game got tens. My my only explanation as to it is that a lot of people um because it came in so late, I think they had yeah. 5 days or 4 days to play it. Yeah. A lot of the reviews that I've let, read have have mainlined most of the, the the campaign and done yeah. bits of the side quests. Whereas the way I've played it is, <clears throat> I've done a lot of the side quests. I think I'm pretty close to the end of the game because I've gotten to a part where it's like, hey, uh, I think it's like point of no return or something. It's called, and oh, it yeah. tells you it, it does the um, Bethesda Skyrim Fallout thing where it's like you can't go any further than here. Make sure you've done everything you need to. Like I've yeah. done all that stuff. Um, but I've been doing all the side missions and that sort of thing and maybe that's where for me even though I, like the, my first sort of 25 hours I didn't see many problems that could be the same for other people they played because yeah. a lot of people said they finished it in like 30 hours right and so maybe yeah. they just they didn't see a lot of this stuff that was happening that's that's what I was thinking as well is that not only did they strategically not give the fucking uh gangster fucking reviewers mm. the the code until after launch but they also didn't give anyone enough time to really delve deep you know uh they plopped them in a fucking ocean and the only like they but these people never had time to fucking dive below the water they could like they only had enough time to sail straight to port and meanwhile we've had enough time to fucking dive in and see what's going on and mm. the other thing i think has happened is i believe uh a bunch of reviewers who didn't have pcs that were up to scratch mm-hmm. uh were provided mm-hmm. with pcs as loans they weren't given fucking free pcs yeah free PCs but uh they were provided with PCs to play on that had like 3080s and like the fucking top notch fucking uh shit installed and mm-hmm. 
I think there might be a touch of uh, Half-Life Alex syndrome going on here, mm. where these people who haven't played on top-notch hardware before are wowed, are fucking mm-hmm. overwhelmed by how good this game looks on yeah. this top-notch fucking hardware. Because it does. And it's it's it, the best-looking game we've got of this gen. Like, it looks ridiculous. Yeah. And, and so... I think that, yeah, like Half-Life Alex sort of distracted people into... And made them what are you think about? It, Why do you keep it was better bringing than it up was. Half-Life Alex? You're a dickhead. Ha! You know it's not going to get our game of the year. You know it's not going to be fucking game of the year on the game. You know this, we'll right? I will we'll fucking hey, fight. If no one else the- is on the show, who's going who's gonna to say anything? I will <laughs> fucking rend this earth bare to make sure it never fucking wins game of the year. Holy fuck. All right. Well, then I'm batting it's not punk. Let's do it. <laughs> Joe, you got two choices. Cyberpunk wins or Half-Life Alex wins. What are your choices? Yeah, yeah. or My Death Stranding. Is, I'm bringing that I'm one back. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can dive off my second-story balcony in such a way as to end myself. Uh, that's my preferred option. Um, anyway, yeah, like Half-Life Alex, um, I was so wowed by the technology that um, that I think they didn't like. It made it harder to notice. That it was, uh, yeah, the 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 problems, you know, and and of course there is the, you know, uh, I know that we don't play this way, but there is that old issue of when you bring up uh, bugs to PR people in a review. Uh, well, They'll before be the review goes live, they they go, yeah. oh, that'll be fixed in the day one patch. And I know that you and I have both specifically called out bugs and then written uh, something to the effect of uh, they say this will be fixed in the day one patch. Mm -hmm. And that is, in my opinion, how it's supposed to go down. But there are other people who will hand hand wave away those bugs because... Uh, they've been told. That I, I did that for um, Dark Souls 3 for Survivor. I reviewed the yeah. PC version. I think you and I got code like a month, three weeks yeah. before release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we're playing pretty early code. And I, I think I gave it a nine, maybe a nine five or a nine. Um, yeah. And one of my complaints was the performance in certain areas was not good. Like it was... Yeah. Remember that swamp area was really bad. It was area. dropping fuck, a lot, yeah. um, you know. And you're trying to play a, a pre- precision-based combat game, and you're getting like terrible frame rates on a game that's run pretty good for the most part everywhere else. And so I knocked it for that. Um, but they launched a day one patch that fixed it, so I updated yeah. my review and dropped. Yeah. I gave it a ten. I was like, that the main problem I had with it is fixed. Whereas this is not yeah. the case here. I mean, they've said that hey there's going to be a day one patch but also they haven't said what was going to be fixed or that stuff they were kind of just telling people it was people up to that- 1.04 before it launched i believe yeah like and 150 gigabytes of patches or some shit like right. holy shit man so yeah. yeah i mean it's hard and also the the notion of 
the, the issues that that one person having like again it's all subjective experiences like my experience is different to someone else that's reviewed it and your experience like the bugs that i have uh may not be the same as yours um like yeah. that one that you brought up with the uh when you got hit by the car and got flung around um yeah very close similar to the sort of time that we you brought that up was the first time that i had the bug where i jumped off like a small ledge and i landed and died um and it was a very i felt like daisy to me like oh that was a daisy yeah. bug that one like that shouldn't happen but that was the first time i had a bug where i died <laughs> and it affected my gameplay yeah uh, and that's where i was like that hasn't happened to me again but that's just one instance where it's not something that's always occurring all the time but other people may not have seen that and so it's hard to say like these people have given it tens or nines because maybe they didn't have those bugs or they still think it's a 10 regardless of those bugs but i yeah i don't from my personal experience playing this uh yep. this game shouldn't have been released that's no that's the, the where it comes down to this game shouldn't have been released at all baz posted a video of it was like he, he titled it like uh in our in our discord if you jump mm. on our discord into the general channel there's always chats um but baz posted a video of bug like bug for 40,000 or some shit. <laughs> yeah. It's a good title. But um it was it was like uh this dude who was in an elevator who just fucking kept warping back and forth. He was like a mini boss type thing that you had to defeat. And uh I I think uh maybe it was Zio said that it happened to her or if it was Z Doctor, I'm really sorry. Uh Z uh and then it happened to him I don't know I can't remember I, I'm pretty sure it started with a Z uh whoever it was but uh anyway um yeah like it happened to them and it happened to me as well like it is wild how consistent mm. some of these bugs are like they just happen like, the floating car with the, like the first time you get into your car and you drive to go see the um one of the rippers and like yep. you get back to your car spot and the car is like floating the amount yeah. of people that i've seen with that exact same thing i'm like that happened on my first time yeah. i've never seen my car floating before except for that one time but like that sort of thing right where sometimes you, yep. you see one bug and it never happens again and other times it's like it's consistent and and other people are having it and it's just like that bit is broken the one where um directly out Friday out the front of your apartment building there's that corner where all the cars are running into that wall I don't know if they fixed oh, that yet that I don't I haven't seen that I was like because I was talking there's a bit at the start where you're talking to Jackie uh, who's yep. a fantastic character and, and he's yep. like sitting there eating noodles and you just like mm. it's just such such a good like vibe you've got all these people everywhere and there's bright lights and such a that detailed is the, city the Blade Runner yeah. like aesthetic that's the that that scene is like the promise mm. of cyberpunk yeah. it is fantastic and except then, for me <laughs> all i'm hearing is this crashing sound in the background i'm like what is that sound and then we finish talking and i walk over and there's like the front of a car on the side of the road like just sitting there it's just like fall like someone's bumper and I'm standing yeah. there and all of a sudden this car comes belting through and hits this like <laughs> concrete block and just barrels through and comes scraping. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
and then another car is behind it it does exactly the same thing and i'm just like ah okay that's what that sounds was like the ai path of the car is too far to the right and so it's just barreling through all these concrete blocks and these little vendors of you know where people are serving food and just hitting them all and that is sort of like the it's like how did no one like how did that that's this is literally like one of the main areas of the game and no one noticed this this was going on or it wasn't a priority i guess um that's what this game feels like it's just like stitched together do like do we keep talking about the bugs or do we talk about do we just like do we just wrap up this game is it's buggy buggy. as fuck it's It's buggy buggy yeah it shouldn't have been released it needed i don't know why it was released even after that investor call because i thought oh yeah the only reason they're putting this out is because they their investors wanted out but from the sounds of it that wasn't the case uh, and the other the other thing I was thinking of was like maybe Microsoft was getting upset with them because Microsoft had this giant um, marketing deal with them. Yep. They, they were pushing that, out all that, these that is, ads and things, but I don't think that like, is it either. Under no circumstances is it Microsoft's fault. Mm. However, I think that their obligation to Microsoft, yeah, uh, is probably to do with it. Like, the, yeah. Absolutely not. Microsoft isn't to blame for them releasing this, but I think they had a, an obligation via, because of the marketing deal um, to release before the end of this year. And I think we spoke about it like a couple of weeks ago. You were like, does this game get delayed again? I'm like, they can't. Like, they cannot delay this game out. out of Like, it can't be delayed any later than December 10 because a they single print week... Discs. Yeah, and, and like a single week delay puts it to December seventeen, but that's not that's not long enough mm. to do anything meaningful. No, it'll be out today. Uh, yeah, and it's still yeah, broken. It's not going to yeah, fix it. That stuff. Uh, a week after that is fucking Christmas, and they would never. Uh, and uh, and after that is the end of the year, and it's too late. So like we were talking about, like they had to get this game out yeah. before twenty twenty one, and I believe it was it's it it is marketing related uh, that they pushed this out when they did, and December ten was the absolute latest that they could make that happen, mm. and. It, sh- it should have been a 2021 game. Fuck, it might might have been a 2022 game at this rate. Holy fuck, man. Like, I get, is... like you, you look at this game and then it kind of makes you appreciate when, uh, what was it? Games like or what Sony did with The Last of Us, right? Last of Us Part 2. And they pushed that back quite yeah. quite a bit. Uh, not, not a huge amount. But that game came out and it was fucking perfect. Like, I didn't have any issues at all bugs wise or anything like that and so yeah you, you you then look at a game like this and it's just a complete mess and you think even if it came out in february like if they gave it another three months would that fix all the bugs and i don't think it would i think it needed like maybe another year like yeah. this, this should have been a holiday next year game to iron all that Mate. stuff out make it a great experience because and this, I guess this is what I'm driving at. Like, let's not keep dwelling on how buggy this game is. Everyone knows it's fucking buggy. Yeah. But even outside of the bugs, 
this game's not good enough, in my opinion. Well, it's, it's not, not the it's not the hype. It's not the it's, it's not, not the Red Dead Redemption. It's not the Greek GTA. Exactly. It's not the Last of Us. It's not God of War. Like that's kind of what we were hoping, and it, it that's not what it is. I think it's a good that's, game. That's what we were sold. Yeah. It's right. not even the fucking Witcher, man. It's not even the fucking Witcher one. Like I didn't don't remember the Witcher one. <laughs> I think I played it. I yeah, I only went back to it after <laughs> the Witcher three, but um, and it that's that's some that's some real fucking demon soul shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Holy fuck, that game is rough compared to the Witcher three. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like. It's it's not even up to the standard set. The the fucking what sold me on the idea of Cyberpunk was the team that made The Witcher Three doing yeah. a fucking future game, a future, future GTA shooter RPG. Yeah, future GTA. Mm. It's not even close to that. Like it is. So I reckon I reckon the main story is pretty fucking amazing. Um, I haven't finished it. Uh, I feel like it's going to go in some extremely interesting ways, but uh, from what I've seen of it, uh, like already it's gone in some fantastic ways. It's a, like, it doesn't go far enough in a couple of circumstances. But we won't talk about that because obviously it's spoilerific. Uh, I yeah. think Keanu does a fucking spectacular job. Um, of playing Keanu. <laughs> playing because Keanu, that's what he's yeah. doing. But he does, he says cunt. Uh, he calls you a cunt, and that's enough for me. Um, and yeah, I, I think they did a really good job with all, like, you know, the, the supporting cast, the, the build characters up, man. that you wind up meeting. And yeah. Yeah, like, and, and that, if this was a linear fucking game, mm. like, I think it would be, oh, it would be received better. As soon as you fucking step outside of the narrow fucking path, man, I, I've been doing side jobs and not a single one has been nearly as interesting as I I expect it to be. Are you talking about gigs or side, side jobs? I think some side of them are really jobs. good. Um, well, like ones? the stuff with Pan Am, um, the stuff with River. Is it River? I think his name is. Um stuff with like judy uh like this there's supporting characters that are around pan am you? who the fuck is pan am okay yep <laughs> this is right. what i'm saying i haven't got there, there, it yet there are have you met like river? pan is america that, airlines is, is that his name river leonardo DiCaprio scams the fuck out of him in that catch me if you can movie yeah um there, there are side characters in the game that you go and do missions with um yeah like judy pan am river that I think their their stuff is really good. They have like these long branching uh, narratives that play out over multiple missions, um, uh, similar to I think the racing, the racing missions. Not like they're not interesting. That specific storyline is not interesting because it's just you racing while she's like shooting stuff up. And I think even that is dumb. Like why is she shooting stuff up? It doesn't it doesn't matter at all. It's not like she's doing no. damage to cars. That's dumb. Um, I think she's just shooting stuff up because she, they needed her to be there. And so that was the solution they came up with. So th th there is definitely stuff in there that is more like fetch, fetch questy where you're just kind of going into an area and 
finding I'm something. About there's, like, there's story stuff in there that's really good. That first, so it's very mild spoiler, uh, but the first mission you do in the game is the one that they've shown a billion times with the fucking trauma team or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, I was surprised uh, by that. <laughs> uh, you re- rescue that chick. But afterwards, um, yeah. you get another mission involving her. And I did absolutely everything. Mm. Everything I could in that mission, uh, as far as I can tell. Like, I went all the way down that fucking rabbit hole. Um, yeah. I don't know if you, you know this, but if you go out the back of, like, the location, basically, you've got to go into, like, a scav a scav hideout hmm. and recover her data chip or some shit. Yeah. Um, and if you go all the way through it, um, you get up to a ripper dock. There's a ripper dock. Yep. Who's like, uh, they're keeping me here against my will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. first of all, I told him to get fucked and he ran away. Uh, and I saw, yep. I followed him. And he got into a car, uh, and then I murdered him as he was getting into a car. Uh, no, sadly. Uh, I, I, but I, I, I chopped him down as he was getting into the car. And, uh, yeah, the cops teleported him behind me as a result, because that was a murder. He was a civilian, even though he, he got was... Star Trek. <laughs> um, that's the... I put up a video on... I don't know if I put it in the Discord or... or just in Facebook chat, in our chat. I'm not sure where I put it, but uh, that's the video where the fucking the my bike runs me over. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta be careful. I call careful my bike, AI bikes. and the fucking bike run run me over, and then the cop like fucking teleported around the corner, and I was like, because there are there are enemies that have like augmentations that allow them to like. Speed moves places or something. And stuff. Yeah, uh, I hate them. Fucking hate them. Uh, I think the like, cooldown on them is too quick. I think it's bad. It doesn't design. matter. What's it's the problem? Dumb. There's no problem there, man. It's just yeah. fucking. I tap caps lock. Time slows to a, a crawl for some reason. I don't think it should, but time slows to a crawl. You mouse over them and you disable cyberware. That's it. They're done. Mm. They can't even fucking move after that. You walk up and chop them. Like, finished. It's hilarious. They are useless. Um, yeah. Uh, although, I guess if you're not going down... I'm, I'm full tech. I've gone all tech route. Uh, so maybe if you... I'm not sure if I've got that one. one. Yeah. Right. I've... I, like, I don't know if we got like a collector's edition or if you got this for buying it on GOG or what, but I've got this fucking sword that I got at the start of the game and I've been using ever since. I just upgrade the fucking thing. Right. Uh, it's it's basically all I use. I get some other guns, uh, but I don't really use them. Okay. Uh, I've got like a... I've got a sniper rifle that I use, but it's too loud and it alerts everyone. I've got a silenced assault or a silencer on an assault rifle that I use. Hmm to shoot cameras and then I've got this sword that I use whenever I fucking need to start murdering people because you just uh you like dodge uh I the only times I've died uh either to hilariously idiotic 
bug situations, like when I got run over by a car that was being smashed into by another car, hmm. or uh, when I got run over by my the bike I'd called in and a cop teleported around a corner to fucking murder me. Um, yeah, that's that's like I. This this game is too easy. Like, I don't want to be all. You should probably play The Witcher on very hard or some shit. But you should probably play Cyberpunk on fucking hard, man. Because this game is too easy. I have. I am not having any problems at all. And it's got something to do with the fact that my sword. Like, I don't know. I don't really understand the crafting system, right? Because mm. I just like. We need to spec into crafting to to be able to craft high level. Oh, gear. do you? Yeah. Oh, because I'm going down the tech route, right? Yeah. But but you can upgrade without, like, you can upgrade shit, and it's not tied to yeah. your ability to. When, when you dismantle stuff. high level gear, it sort of unlocks it in your crafting tree, and then you can craft yeah. those types of weapons. But you've then got to, I think it's like called grease monkey or something in the engineering. Yeah. Um, yep. skill tree but you can still craft like the lower tier stuff ammo um, different but types of cyberware you don't need you can upgrade all your shit without yeah. having done any of that yeah so and you can take your favorite stuff with you that's smart except like anytime I'm over encumbered which is basically always because I pick up literally everything like it's Skyrim yeah. I just but sit there for it, fucking easily. I just sit there for fucking two minutes. I'll be like in the middle of a fucking firefight, just hold like in my menu, holding <laughs> Z for yeah. two seconds. Z, 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 dismantling all the. And then when that's finished, I've got all the fucking parts I need to mm. upgrade my fucking sword again. I'm like, cool. My sword does like something like 1100 fucking DPS. So you can just keep upgrading it, can you? Constantly. Uh, yeah, like it, it taps out at like a. a, a like you get, to, you can't upgrade it further than your current level or some shit. And okay. then when you go up a level, you upgrade it another fucking 200 DPS. So my assault rifle and my sniper rifle do like 600 DPS or some shit. Uh, and the, like the sniper rifle, if I get a headshot, it does like 20,000 fucking damage or some shit. Yeah, right? the head this sword is doing fucking 1200 DPS or some shit, 1100 DPS. And so I just run up and I just fucking whap, 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 whap. No, like double tap W to <laughs> fucking dodge in the cunts and fucking. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. I got like some some ability where I like slow down. I got a cyberware, I think, where I slow down time when I dodge and aim at the same time. And so, like, I'm like dodging all over the place. And yeah, fucking, yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. So I think the, the gunplay in it is, is all right. There's there's some really interesting mechanics in there. I'm using my gun as a revolver, a, a silenced revolver. I put a silencer on it. That does yep. um, uh, two times damage on headshots and three times damage when I'm in stealth. So in I stealth, just fucking yeah. pop heads <laughs> all the time because I'm playing stealth. So I just run around. It's got mm. like six bullets in it. it. No one's everyone's dead. Like one shot most of the time. If I get detected, then it's not too bad because I can use all my cyberware. I, I really like that stuff. Like I've teched into. Um, I think I've got like six mods on mine. There's one like yep. um, it makes people blind and it also spreads out and like infects other people. I've got one that oh, sets yeah. people on fire. Um, I've got the ping 
so I can ping devices in the room and it shows me where everyone else is. That stuff is cool. Um, I had one that jammed people's guns. I think I swapped one out for... Um, there was like one where they just like kill themselves basically they just shoot that like i've got a ton like that stuff is really cool and interesting and i think the the shooting is okay like it's nothing why is everyone a bullet sponge it doesn't make yeah. oh my god i hate this shit man like oh uh because your gun like because i'm using you know my my guns are generally garbage because i don't upgrade them because i yeah. just upgrade my sword all the time um but it's like, oh, yeah, so you shot this exploding barrel, but it's only a fucking level 10 exploding barrel or something? Like, how come... How how does an explosion scale with my damage? That's fucking so dumb. And so it's some an RPG, dude will be standing right? so on top to- of a fucking barrel, standing on top of the barrel, and then I explode the fucking thing, and you're like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Scuff my shoes a bit. Yeah, Don't worry about it. I'll wander on over and... Then I'll fucking kill him with the sword. But like, if I have to shoot anyone uh, with the assault rifle, it is like Takes three or four fucking clips. It is the worst. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's only like it only feels good. Like you notice that it's a halfway decent shooting model when people die immediately, and you so. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm using this silence pistol. Yeah. It just fucking destroys it, everyone. Holy fuck, man. But it's... So why... Uh, yeah, because it's an RPG, so you got... Fucking... I don't give a fuck. Like, just because it's an RPG doesn't mean... Oh, my God. Yeah, they... they the I mean, worst. they need to tone down the damage they can... Like, their health or something. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't take that many. You should feel like you're doing stuff. Feels too Borderlands-y, I think. Um, and, and that that... That leaks into the boss fights, man. The boss fights are terrible. They're so repetitive. Oh, yeah. They're, I think every one that I've done has basically been the same sort of fight. The first one you get to where you're like, you got to find the weak, weak spot on this guy. And there's a bit more strategy involved. You're like, yeah, is it, all right, yeah, cool. And then everyone after that, it's exactly the same. Like they've all got the same fucking move really quickly, and and you've got to, they've got like blades they can hit you with, and it's just they take up so much damage. You just you're kind of just dodging the, the entire time. Um, yeah. I got to one fight. I must have died like eight times in a row in about 30 seconds because I was like, this dude is just one-shotting me. Like, what am I supposed to do? And so I switched from my um, my pistol, grabbed my assault rifle out, and just fuck, just just like fucked out of there. I was, like ran away and yeah. got up into a high level and sort of just kited him around. And that was not fun because he wasn't taking any damage. Even with my yeah. pistol, I wasn't doing any damage, but it was like this boss fight is just bad. It's so yeah. uninteresting. And they're all like that. Mm. Th- that I've seen so far. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think they need to scale something with change the damage. Like th- there's so much in this game where I'm like, it f- feels like they skipped the part where they were like, all right, we got to we got to play test it for a while, get the balancing right. Um, like uh, when you play a survival horror game or something like The Last of Us Part Part Two, where they they slowly give you the ammo that you need or Resident Evil, yeah. like you feel like you're just on the edge of having enough of the things that you need. But this game doesn't do that, even with like eddies. I think eddies are wildly unbalanced. Everything costs so fucking much money. Um, oh really? What's I, I? I've always got too much money. I've never struggled for money. I don't understand. No, no. When when you're trying to buy something like every 
30 minutes when you get a new email about sorry text message about hey there's a new car here and you look right. how much the car costs and it's like 78,000 oh, yeah. eddies and you're yeah, like yeah. well I've got 100,000 eddies and you've sent me like 14 of these I'm, I I can only buy one car and then you go and buy a um cyber mod and some how of those cost like 45,000 what the fuck <laughs> yeah, right that just to me seems like a balancing thing where they haven't thought about it properly like how much is everything here going to cost um it looks like too much way too much so mm. i don't know it's just well, kind like, of i don't know man like uh, yeah i go into a fucking ripper dog can i get all the fucking cyberware i want i'm just like well yep cool the only thing stopping me is like my street cred isn't high enough for some shit yeah yeah I'm i must uh, i had enough money for like gorilla arms basically the mo- the moment i went and saw the guy and then but i i was like i don't know 16 fucking street cred levels off for being able to buy the fucking things i'm like just let me fucking hmm. buy it just let me have my fucking grill arms like i just want to rip some fucking doors open right yeah that's all i use them for uh is ripping doors open can you somehow with grill arms fuck yeah you can okay um for some reason uh being able to like being having robot arms that are way stronger doesn't actually impact the speed or power at which you swing your sword Mm -hmm. which is pretty you know i guess it makes sense from a game balancing perspective but it's pretty dumb um did you go gorilla arms or did you get some other arms um you get those blade arms or some shit mantis um I'm not sure. Sh- no, I don't have Mantis, but I've got the uh, Cyberwire, is it called? Oh, right, yeah. Yep. It, it, like, fucking flicks it. I don't know if that's part of the arms or something else. Yeah, that's um, arms. Can't remember. But yeah, there's like I've four. got that. I've got the double jump on my legs. Um, yeah. Why would you go the... Why would you go power-up jump? That's idiotic. Oh, I don't know if you noticed, but like, if you jump off a tall building, I'm like, I'm just going to jump off this tall building. That's going to be the fastest way down. Just double jump uh, before you hit. That's what I figured I'd do. No, you, you reach a point where you can no longer double jump. Double velocity. Like, yeah. Fuck that shit. That's idiotic. <laughs> fuck. What is this? What kind kind of fake world is this? Explain, explain the mechanics of your double jump if I cannot just double jump wherever the fuck I want. Like, explain it. How are you double jumping? Right? The power jump should be the only fucking jump. uh, Because the double jump ignores the laws of physics. There is nothing that makes sense about a double jump. What are you jumping off? You can't fucking spring again. Okay? I know I'm getting way too worked up about this. But there is nothing... That makes sense about a double jump. What if so, they propel like jets? They're jets on the side of your thing. Gives you a boost. Then I should be up. Then I should be able to fucking double jump when I'm at the fucking when I've jumped off a tall building. Yeah. See, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See what I'm, like? Yeah. Yeah. I am annoyed about this. Um. Anyway. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah. the um, like the start of the game is pretty great i think they tried to battle assassin's creed for the longest title card sequence because i feel like i saw a title screen about seven hours in uh, and i was very surprised when that popped up and i think all the yeah. stuff before that is fantastic 
um the like jackie storyline um you getting to know like uh sort of uh, johnny silverhand's character and what's I, going on why is why is why is your fall from grace uh becoming a merc why mm. is that a fucking montage why are they showing and not telling C- content that was cut out i don't know <laughs> that wasn't ready right? that's so bad hmm. um i love jackie jackie's awesome but yeah. uh yeah that was a glaring glaring failure to me that mission in particular mm-hmm. i hated oh that that yeah super cut of all the cool things you never got to do right uh yeah that sucked yeah I it's the, the the premise is like you and jackie have like a run-in and then become best friends and then rather than you building up that character it's like a montage of like six months oh, later which, type thing which <laughs> start did you go i went uh street kid oh uh, okay in uh in my one jackie is already your best friend oh okay all right because uh, i went corpo from what I understand, the uh, selections are not that, like, it doesn't really affect much other than, from what I can see so far, it's, I'm nearly done, it's dialogue options. It doesn't really change yeah. anything, um, which is kind of disappointing. Other than the start, I mean, I guess, guess it's interesting, like, different starting area, but it's not like a, you know, six, seven hour different experience at the start of the game. It's kind of like a very short um yeah, different moment that it sort of shows you. Um, yeah. What else is good? Uh, I, yeah, the world itself. I think the world is fantastic. Like the moment you get in there, and uh, you start exploring and seeing the outside, I think it's really well done. Um, the verticality of it—it's so it's just deep. <laughs> you kind of stand in an area, and you look around and look up, look up and down. And uh, later on, you're walking in an elevator, getting off the elevator, and there's a whole new level up here, and you can kind of see where you were just standing before. Like, it's not a flat world, um, like a Grand Theft Auto or a um, Red Dead Redemption or anything like that. Like, it feels like it's got layers to it, and these areas that you can go into have things happening. Like, the amount of times I've seen an elevator on the side of the road and being like, where's this taking me? And I go up there and there's like a whole nother location that you're kind of walking around and shops and things like that. Um, like, yeah. I think that there's, there's, it's not just flat. It's got some verticality to it, which but I there's think is no really point. There's not, there's not a lot of point to any of it. They try and put some side stuff around there. Um, but, but it's, it's mainly the, go and kill these little gangs or go find the tarot cards, that that sort of stuff. It's just it's just that. There's not really like discovering, right? Or exploration. And I think that's one of the biggest downfalls of the game is there's no exploration in it because everything is shown to you from the start of the game. Yeah. It's like, here's the world and here's everything you can do in it. It's like the opposite of what um, like the Assassin's or the Ubisoft game as we got an email about last week um yeah like ubisoft does a thing where you go to the tower you unlock the tower or the you know go to the synchronization point it shows where everything is and then you can go around and do everything and we were talking about how um assassin's creed uh valhalla has 
icons on the map, but you don't really know what they are until you get there. And there's some really interesting stories behind them. Whereas this game is like, we're going to tell you where everything is. We're going to tell you what it's going to be, what difficulty it is. Um, Sometimes it'll be very ambiguous and say, this is a hard job, but we won't Mm. tell you what the job actually is until you get there. You'll find out when you get there. It's just a tiny side mission. Um, And that kind of ruins the exploration element of the game. There's no dynamic... I mean, there's very few, very few dynamic sort of events that happen in the world that I've seen. I I feel like less than five. Um, It's not like... Like what? I can't think of any. I've seen... um, Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if they are dynamic events or if they're just people that are there. Like they were supposed to be there or I just haven't been here before. Um, Right, like the, the crazy soapbox guy yells and stuff him yeah but he's always at that spot so yeah maybe right so not that or i guess like, stuff I like that like but that, yeah it's not but you, it's not you like roll around in gta and like st- stuff's happening it mm. feels like an alive world whereas yeah. you roll around in cyberpunk and it feels like it might as well be empty because things only exist like it's yeah it's weird man and yeah it's just it, it never does anything it's such an interesting fucking setting i love and world yeah love cyberpunk as a setting it's like they spent all their time like a lot of I'm like i'm talking they like they they built such a great place like night city is awesome and they didn't do yeah. anything interesting with it other than yeah. make it look pretty. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Mm. They they never filled it with anything. They, like, made this fucking awesome sandwich or this, this awesome bread and sliced it up to make a sandwich. And then they just fucking slapped the two pieces of bread together. And, like, here's cheese. your fucking sandwich. They never fucking, they didn't, yeah, they barely put any fucking cheese in it. You're like, well, it's some fucking good bread, but, and... Yeah, like a bit of cheese, but where's the fucking meat? Where's my fucking, where's the sandwich? You know, like, yeah. fucking hell, slap some fucking Vegemite on this cunt at least. Like, No, I'm out. You don't like Vegemite? No, fucking no, Captain America does. over here, eh? <laughs> fucking hell, he's been in fucking San Fran for 12 months and now he hates fucking Vegemite. Well, well, well. Yeah. It's another reason why your opinion on Half-Life Alex doesn't count because you're not you're on Australian. That's what it is. Uh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there, there's stuff around the world that I'm I, I go and explore and see like, oh, what is this thing? And then you kind of do it, and sometimes you get some cool gear out of it. Um, I feel yeah. Like I've found some epic stuff sometimes just doing side stuff, which is cool. But right. also, I kind of knew there was a thing here. It, yeah, it'd you, be so I'm much like- more interesting if I was out exploring and I'd be like, oh, what is that? What's going on over here? And then go do that. Yeah. Like, there's so like Red Dead is the prime example of it. That that world is like, yeah, you going and just running into strangers. A dude comes running out of the bush and he's like, yeah. "Hey, get me out of these handcuffs," type thing. And you're like, "All right." Or even um, going back further than that, man. Like Skyrim, the stuff that Skyrim would do with di- like you yeah. just wandering around, minding your own business, you and starts yeah, talking a fucking to you talking dog like- warns up, and you're like, "What is this?" And then no one believes you when you tell them the story. Um, <laughs> but in Cyberpunk, 
it's all laid out there for you and you know from yeah. the get-go exactly where everything is what you can be doing and how hard it is and so there's no like well i'll go explore this area of the town because i haven't been down here before um yeah and that's maybe a mistake like do the ubisoft thing where they're like do you want to play as exploration mode or adventure like give me the option but they don't and so it becomes like a chore list of like here's all the things you could do good luck like have fun um and i guess that's not the way i want to play it's such a terribly uninteresting use of of the world they built and yeah oh this this it just feels like there's so much fucking potential and it's so wasted Mm. it is devastating to me um yeah, I I like I don't I don't think they can patch this game into a state that makes it what I a benchmark or it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. There, I think there's it's, no way you patch this into a state where it is anywhere near as good as The Witcher 3. Uh hmm. it never it never ever comes close. I cannot like Yeah, The The Witcher 3 set a standard and this falls so fucking short uh in my opinion uh yeah I'm, it's just it's devastating there's I'm definitely devastated. stuff in the story that is done better than, than in the witcher like the um the rpg-ness of it the making your own decisions and uh uh i guess the the, the first example that we've seen was the um the one where you go looking for that little robot robot dog thing in the the gang layer um because that they've shown that gameplay before but like how that can unfold and play out depending on the decisions that you actually make and a lot of that happens during uh i've seen it happen uh, quite a lot in side missions as well where there are important decisions that you can make which will change the outcome of the branching story it's just i guess because we're sort of skirting around story elements the way you can experience something could be completely different to what I did. Like I just finished a mission where, um, how do I talk about this? Where I had an objective on the screen to do something and I didn't do it. And I went and did something else that changed the outcome of that mission. And I don't know what happens if I would have just done the thing it told me to do. Yeah. Right. To, to give you an idea, the, the, the objective was leave the building and I, right. I didn't do that. I went and did something else in the building that, uh, anyway, it, it changed the, th- like, I'm like, I don't know how this changed the story. Like if I would just left, yeah. what would have happened? And it wasn't yeah. until I went back and did something else. It was like, it came up on my screen being like, do this now. Um, and so I'm wondering, is it just because we haven't seen those types of things and we just feel like it's a little bit more linear? Like if I talk about a mm. way that I completed a mission compared to what you did, are we going to yeah. have different stories to talk about? And I think that's the, um, like I can see those bits in there. I can see seedings of that Hold stuff that happening. But that's that's sort of what I'm talking about is that I think the the main story is fantastic, hmm. but I feel like the side stuff doesn't, compare to what like that's the that's the bar that i feel like they're failing to to reach the side stuff in the witcher 3 is like the gold standard yeah 
And yeah, I feel like Cyberpunk isn't coming close. I'm like, I reckon I'm very keen for us to do a spoiler cast on the main story because I, I definitely agree. I think that we will have different versions. I believe the ending is pretty locked in, um, but like how the journey I think mm. will be quite different. And I think that'll be really interesting. But the side stuff is there's there's not, side not stuff a- that that will do that. Uh, I think you've just got to find it. Like those characters I was talking about, Pan Am and River, uh, the Judy stuff. Um, there are choices in some of that. The Delamain stuff. I don't know. There's nothing. There's nothing really there. It's kind of just like fetch fetch quest. But there are sprinkles of it in the side stuff. Um, yeah. It's just not as dominant as what's going on in the main story. And I, I Is there think- anything like the Bloody Baron? Anything come close to the Bloody uh, Baron quest? I don't know. I can't. I'd have to think about it a bit more. Yeah. There is some good there is some good things in there. Right. Um I just don't think it's as in my experience, the side stuff is as like toyed with really interesting ideas and then just sort of cut off. And it feels like a metaphor for the rest of the fucking the rest of the cyberpunk game in that it it's like, oh yeah. Here's something really fucking interesting. And we're finished with it. And we're out of time. Like, fucking release it. Like, it's like so close. It's like on uh, trending towards greatness. And it's like Yeah. No. Nah. Because I, I don't think any of that stuff is, like, affecting things around it. It seems, like, yeah. contained. Like, this is the story thread, and the choices that you make in that story thread will get to you from one point to another, but it's not really affecting these other yeah. things that are around it. It's just sort of in its little bubble. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what they're doing. Like, The Witcher didn't have a lot of... You made choices in that game, but it wasn't... Uh, like it wasn't changing the the world or anything like that. It was kind of just changing your storyline, um, and that's kind of what it feels like here a little bit. Uh, like I said, I I'd be keen to go back and play it with a completely different character and explore the options, playing it a different way and how that unfolds. But um, and then like talking to you guys about how it does go, like how the story does unfold. Because uh, yeah, I'm interested about like who is still around in your story and who is maybe gone in my story and how did this mission play out and how did that play out? And, um, cause you can see those things in there. It's just like with, without looking, cause I haven't looked at it, what anyone else is doing yet, but without seeing that stuff, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to, what else is there? I've got my notes. Uh, why, why is there genitals and pubic hair in this game? why yeah why what is the point what does it add yeah i don't know i don't know i think it was just a bit of a you know marketing spin yep that's yeah it's so strange to me um that they put that in there and it's not used at all (laughs) like as as a thing like you like the kendall thing we're talking about where um my clothes have accidentally fallen off but nothing's there anyway um it's just so weird. Like I saw, uh, was it Lance? I think posted a video or something where like the women's breast size don't matter because 
the clothes that they're wearing is like a default model anyway and it's only until you take off like your clothing that it changes and the only reason right. f- for that to happen is in the the inventory screen like that's the only yeah. time you see yourself without any clothes on it's just such a yeah. weird dis- like why give me the option to to make changes to things that aren't either in the story or like you're never gonna see it like what is the point in picking a fucking you know the size of a penis size or like like yeah. what my pubic hair is gonna look like if it's not there yeah. at all it's just so strange and the fact that they spent so much time uh like talking about it in marketing and things like that is um is, is really strange um mm. what else can we talk about i don't know man like i, I feel it feels like i am what well, I'm still enjoying the game. Like, I don't think it's a bad game, um, despite all the bugs that I've had. Because for the most part, I've had a good time with it. Uh, for the you know, the majority of my time, 25 hours, whatever it was, it wasn't until things started to break down, and it still wasn't a huge problem for me. But it's not the game that we thought it was going to be. It's not changing open world RPGs for the future going forward. Other than I think the the city design and how that is sort of laid out because i think it's a gorgeous looking game but everything else is kind of very um hmm. if, if this had been fucking <laughs> if this had been re- released by fucking like last year joe wood or some shit uh or, or cock media or whatever the fuck hmm. uh and anyone other than CD Projekt Red, you'd be like, yeah, this is some Eurojank RPG. It'd be like a sleeper cult hit mm. uh, for people who were like, "It's this is such a goofy game. You can customize the size of your penis. Uh, it's got Eurojank all over the fucking place. It's got weirdly simulated sex scenes with Keanu Reeves for some reason like he'd be like all right uh sounds sounds interesting people would like be talking about this game for the next decade they'd be like oh yeah I want a cyberpunk 2 and then cyberpunk 2 would come out and 200,000 people would buy it and nobody else would and those 200,000 people would be the most rabid fans of all time they'd be like fuck yes Yes, I love Cyberpunk. <clears throat> fucking, I want to get fucking, like, the, the cops teleport behind you and it's genius. And, like, there'd be YouTube videos talking about how it's it's brilliant that the cars <laughs> only exist when you're looking at them or some shit. And people be reading way too much into this shit. And, yeah, it'd, it'd be this crazy cycle. But, instead, like, because... Like, fucking, yeah. We're not supposed to fall victim, fall prey to hype, right? We're not supposed to. No, gamers need to stop doing it. But you can't. You can't stop. People will always, always do it. Because the hype is half the fun. And (laughs) Cyberpunk is a victim of its own fucking marketing success. If this game had been, yeah, if this game hadn't been made by the people who made Witcher 3, if this game hadn't been hyped up for fucking 12 years, if it hadn't, like, ha- hadn't spent all this time telling us 
that it was going to fucking revolutionize gaming. Then it would have come and it would have gone and people would be like, yep, it does what it does. And some of that is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But that's not what happened. But it came out broken. (laughs) It came out so fucking broken. And yeah, I don't think it's a bad game, but I don't think it's a great game. Uh, there's parts of it where I'm like, this is a good game. There are, I, there are times where I'll go for like a 45 minute stretch and I'll be like, I can almost see this. I can almost see how this got tense. And then something dumb will happen. Fucking some, a pedestrian will walk up through the fucking ground or some shit. I'm like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, a car will teleport away in front of me, teleport into another car, and there'll be some sort of fucking horrific two cars driving along wherever the fuck. And I'm like, ah, yeah, right. Or the driving, I will be driving somewhere, and despite... Like, I pay more attention while driving in Cyberpunk than I did driving the thousand kilometers to fucking Brisbane last week. Uh, Because you have to be on fucking point. Like, every single little decision you make. I mean, it doesn't help that I'm driving enough, like, with keyboard and mouse. I I fast travel. There's never enough fast travel. Why can't I just fast travel to any fucking... Why do I have to go to a fucking point? Oh, that's aggravating. But yeah, I'll be dry and and I will... A slight lapse in attention Hmm. will mean I will fucking overshoot a turn and wipe out like three pedestrians and then all the cops will teleport in around me for my obvious deliberate murder. And I'll be like, ah, yeah, right. This game kind of sucks sometimes. (laughs) This game fucking sucks sometimes, damn it. Um, and yeah, it's just like, oh man, how, how is this game worse at things that Grand Theft Auto solved in GTA Vice City? Yeah. How is Vice City a better game? Right? I wonder if you this is do, just because you do a checklist. like it is just their first open world, first person sort of first GTA person, yeah. thing. Um, you know, how much is that is... I don't know, just people behind it not management not knowing how to do certain things or yeah. It's hard to tell. Biden off more than they can chew. Mm. Um <clears throat> yeah. It's it's something, man. I uh, yeah. I'm devastated. It's been a pretty rough couple of weeks for old job i'll tell you what yeah and uh capping things off it's a it's a very classic end to 2020 yeah mm. yeah i think i i think i'm probably having a better time than you are um just, like be, just because i haven't had as many issues until recently um but but yeah absolutely you can see a lot of its faults um it, i don't think it lived up to its promise at all 
Um, no. I guess it just makes me more excited for whatever Rockstar is doing next at this point because clearly they are the, the masters at these open world RPG style games um, or action games. So, yeah. I mean, it, it could be good for them to, for CD Projekt to go back to The Witcher because they're obviously going back to the witches on genre after this um and maybe that'll uh set things straight because i they they have lost basically all their good re- reputation from this launch um yeah you're not gonna like next next time they come out everybody's gonna be extremely skeptical with whatever they're yep. showing they're not gonna get the um sort of pass that they did this time and uh like they have to work their way back up to being the studio that we thought they were they're the studio that released the witcher two and three and uh sort of changed you know s- made one of the best games of the generation um because yep. this is a far stretch from that so yeah mm. kind of it sucks quite a lot but i'm gonna yeah. keep playing i'll um like i said I'm, i think i'm pretty close to the end i want to get through some more side stuff i'm bored for the story yeah i think the story the main story is fantastic and if i ever find pan am or whatever the fuck you're talking about then i will be very excited to dig into that but uh yeah i this holy fuck it came out of the oven way too early way too soon yeah absolutely Even way longer yeah all right should we uh do some news then i think let's do it yeah i think that is everything uh how we work from time 215 all right um the game awards uh did you get a chance to watch watch this it sounds like you did did you watch all of it um not all of it i was drinking yeah you, you, you were on a camping trip or something right just uh on a getaway yeah. i was at a, a house on a lake yeah with night after yeah with night um we we turned it into a drinking game oh um so uh i don't really remember the end (laughs) um basically uh the drinking game was uh you had to guess what was going to win okay and if you if you successfully guessed you got to pick first next time and then everyone else after you picked everyone else just yelled and whoever uh got it wrong pretty much had to drink so uh sounds like you lost quite a lot uh i think it was pretty even i think everyone came out uh yeah but like because there was four of us because it was uh it was me and nate and uh my wife and his girlfriend my wife and um and yeah because there was four of us there were like you know three opportunities for you to to lose and uh yeah anyway um so i don't really remember the end of it but um it was it seemed good what i recall Mm -hmm. there's some cool stuff yeah um bunch of reveals which we'll probably go through um starting at so let's go mass effect new mass effect games coming out from bioware uh which we talked about last week so casey hudson and who's the other person um mark dara the executive producer on the upcoming Dragon Age game. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so they showed off new Mass Effect. Looks like it's going to be set in the original Mass Effect uh, universe or continuation from from that game. Uh, 
Obviously, Andromeda didn't uh, do to that do that well. It uh, had a bit of a rocky launch, uh, a lot of bugs, um, and uh, they kind of distanced themselves from from that Mass Effect game. They eventually fixed a lot of those issues, but it's obviously not as well loved as the original trilogy um, yep. with Shepard. So, yeah, this is. Uh, back in that universe is is that something that you're more interested in now that they've gone back uh to be honest this feels like a bit of a fucking cop-out um i don't like it wasn't it wasn't the departure from the shepherd universe that had me uninterested in mm. um massive in andromeda it was the fucking cyberpunk-esque bugginess of it yeah and yeah, so this this like yeah, flopping, flipping and flopping back to the old universe feels like a cop out. Feels like they've fucking chickened out, and yeah, oh, I'm not about that. Hmm. What about you? What are you thinking? I mean, I, I'm definitely more invested in those characters than sure. whatever happened in Andromeda. I can't even remember, but um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, do you think it's gonna go back to? Is it a new crew? Because they showed off. Uh, was it Liara? It has to be, right? Um, is yeah, it? but like, can't can't those whatever fucking race she is? Don't they live hundreds and hundreds of years or some shit yeah. longer than humans? Or maybe right? it is tied to both games. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. All right, uh, so I don't know. We get no, to go cool. back to the planet Job, possibly. Planet Job, which yeah. what if it's just set Job. on that planet and that's it? Genius, yeah. Mass Effect Job, finally. <laughs> Let's go on. Um, Crimson Desert is also a game they showed a lot of. This trailer went forever, <laughs> like five minutes or something crazy. I felt like it was going for. Um, this yeah. is the uh, like medieval fantasy. Um, destructibility going on. It, it looked interesting. Um, what was your sort of takeaway from that? There was a Shrek in it. I specifically recall there being a fucking Shrek. An ogre. Like, no, he looks like Shrek. He doesn't look like a fucking ogre. He looks like Shrek. Okay. I feel like, I feel like I'm, going, I'm taking crazy pills because hmm. nobody's mentioning the fucking Shrek. I don't But there's a it. Shrek. All right, I'm fucking take a screenshot of it so you can fucking see him. There he is. <laughs> Look at this motherfucker. I'll chuck it in the gap. Oh, okay. I can't look. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, there's some stuff in there that looks quite interesting with the uh, what they're doing with damage and that sort of stuff, but I'd have to go back and um, watch it a bit more. Yeah, that's, that's an ogre. That's an orc. That's a Shrek. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. Yeah. Um, ludicrous. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't know. It, this, this fucking video went on and on and on, and we were like... What is going on here? Yeah, what's the way? The, went the fight and the combat looks just awful. Mm. It looks so bad. And they showed so much of it. Yeah. Holy Somebody shit. Somebody has too much money. Uh, next up was yeah. Evil Dead the Game. It looks like it's a co-op slash PvP game. Um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not holding out for uh, yeah. a, uh, <laughs> a movie, a, a movie tie-in game of something that's... A old movie, like a very old movie. Um, it seems like a weird thing to announce. Was it, 
Was it Bruce Campbell doing the voice? Because it didn't really it's seem his, like it. It was his face, but... Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe. I mean, he's in Dead by Daylight. If you want to play... <laughs> if you want to play a good survival co-op game, <laughs> there's one for you. He's in that. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Yep. We'll see what that's all about. Um, next yep. up, we had Arc 2 featuring Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel? <laughs> he's what also like a some sort of creative... I don't think he is, but um, apparently he's played a lot of Ark, the right. original game, uh, and so they brought him in as a developer as well. Uh, whether or not that's just more marketing spin, who knows, but he's a main character or the main face of the game, which is very uh, strange. Uh, I didn't play Ark, so I don't really have much thoughts on this one. What about you? Uh, all I could think about was... Finn's looking pretty flabby in that game, eh? Like, what's going on, mate? Like, you couldn't get him to sculpt you some abs, mate? Hmm. Sort it out. Uh, fuck Ark. Fuck Ark is what I think. Uh, fuck those developers with their fucking shitty-ass pirate game that dumped me in the fucking ocean. Shithole game. <laughs> Which one was that? Whatever it was called, the fucking pirate one. The recent Arc one. developers pirate game. Let's let's see. Arc devs pirates game. Arc pirate MMO Atlas. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trash game. Right. Anyway, uh, that's maybe a little bit off. Uh, but we'll see if his producing chops of Vin Diesel is any good. Uh, okay. Um, next up, we got the Callisto Protocol which is the uh, new PUBG universe game that's set in space. What? What, what the fuck? Because I, I think we talked about this last week, Cleb and I, um, that this was going to be teased. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's basically Glenn Schofield's new, um, new studio. It's a PUBG-owned studio uh, for people that aren't familiar with him. He is a Dead Space developer. Um, he also worked on the Modern Warfare games, or sorry, some of the Call of Duty games. Um, and he's heading up this new project, which is supposed to be set in the PUBG universe. It's a narrative game. Right. And then they showed it, and I'm like, oh, this, is, this, is, this doesn't look like a thing set in the PUBG world. It must have just been a mistake. Because um, it had, like, aliens, and it was set on, like, a different planet, like a moon somewhere. Um it looked like a horror survival game or something like that. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, cool. And then it came out later on that, no, this is actually set in the PUBG universe. And you're just like, what? How? Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that one. It's very strange. What do you think? Yep. Uh, I'm very confused. But uh, Schofield has a pretty good track record, so I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to make a new... Dead Space game, go nuts. Oh, I'm, I'm there for it, <laughs> absolutely. Um, next up, we have Back for Blood, release date, 22nd of June. Um, mm. We're in the alpha, Job. We we're got in, in the alpha. Yeah. Thanks to Luke, because I didn't get in naturally, but uh, you got some extra fucking codes. Like yeah. Fucking genius. So I think this this starts like tomorrow. Um we can jump in and play a bit. It's it's from Total Rock, the developers of Left 4 Dead, 
um, mm. who made uh, what was the other game they made after that that wasn't very good? Um, Evolve. Evolve, right? It um, it did not do well. So they've gone back to their roots of making a zombie co-op game, and uh, I don't know, man, looks good from what I've seen so far. So I'm definitely interested. We never got Left 4 Dead three. Uh, you and I went back recently, played some Left 4 Dead. <clears throat> so I'm I'm in. I'm I'm keen to see what this this team has has done, and how they're gonna evolve that genre. It looks like they've got loot and and different types of gear in there, ranked ranked gear. So um, yeah. Yeah, I'm keen. Um, and then last up, we've got a new Perfect Dark game is coming out. Um, this was has been rumored for uh, quite a while now, uh, so it's not too much of a surprise. But people out there like Perfect Dark, they got what they wanted. Didn't really see much yep. though. It's just a uh, no, I didn't really get a lot out of this. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see how it goes. Yep. Um. I'm not like champing at the bit for it, but I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm keen to see. Uh, you know, I feel like they haven't done much recently. Uh, like, well, I guess they've done nothing, right? It's a brand new studio, but um, I'm I'm still sort of interested to see what they can make. Like, because they got some big big names behind them, so. Uh, and especially Microsoft supporting them, it seems like it. Uh, there's something they'll put a lot of money into. So I don't know. Uh, I'm just not that attached to Perfect Dark. I, I played the original yeah. on. Uh, it was N64. <clears throat> back back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and that was yeah. the only one I really played. So yeah, it was fine. Well, the other one was Travesty, wasn't it? Perfect Dark Zero, wasn't it? A fucking train wreck. I can't remember. It was an Xbox game, wasn't it? Uh, yeah like a launch or something yeah if i recall correctly and it was not good right um yeah i don't know we'll see we shall see uh that was the game awards any other highlights that you can think of any surprises uh no not that i recall um disco elysium boxed like a, a director's cut or something i'm interested to see how that plays out yep um what was the one? Uh, near replicants. Mm-hmm. Was this? I think it was in the pre-show. Maybe I don't know. Okay, I didn't watch pre-show. Um, right. Um, yeah, pretty interested in that. And uh, what, what, what? The dude who made fucking a way out. A way out. Yeah. Uh, his 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 game actually looks halfway interesting. Right, yeah. Um, I wasn't convinced, but yeah. Joseph Fares. Right, <clears throat> yes. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. Cool. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Um, all right, that was the Game Awards. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought they did pretty good considering that they were very limited in what they could do. Um, a lot of, I guess we talked about it last week, like, uh, Tom Holland, Gal Gadot, um, Brie Larson, uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith was there. Um, Nolan North uh, announced the game of the year. Um, they got some some big people yeah. into that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, good on him. I vaguely remember that. Doing some some cool stuff. So 
Let's keep moving on here. We've got uh, some Nvidia news. They've attempted to blacklist Hardware Unbox, who is an Australian um, tech review YouTube channel. Uh, and in doing so, they basically were going to not give them Founders Edition cards for certain NVIDIA um, hardware. Uh, and after they uh, put out a, uh, basically they put out the, the email they received from the global PR of NVIDIA um, saying that they had been sort of blacklisted. Not, not like they haven't said, you've been blacklisted, just more of like, hey, you're not getting our hardware because you've done a bad job reviewing our other hardware. Um, yeah. <clears throat> just really poor, poorly worded written artic, uh, mm. letter and, and in doing so uh, copped a lot of flack uh, like some really big YouTubers came to his support um, yeah. and uh, stepped up and, and basically called out NVIDIA for doing this um, and, and what like two days later three days later NVIDIA turned around and um, retracted their statement they sent a follow up uh, email saying they were sorry and then they wouldn't be doing this. Um, but I think the gist of it is that it shouldn't have happened in the first place, right? This shouldn't have yeah. been an issue. Uh, and it all came down to, I mean, I don't know if you watched any of his videos, but he seems to think it is a personal attack on him from a PR person and not really anything to do with his work because he, he basically laid out, like, here is all the reviews we've done. And we haven't been negative about it. <laughs> like we've been pretty, we've yeah. we've reviewed this stuff as a reviewer. And quite frankly, like he's like, I feel like that some of these other sites have been way more negative than what we have um, about it. And, and like, here's all the stuff we've said. Like, here's a quote from our review on Nvidia's website right now, talking about this product. And so, um, he he wasn't really sure as to why this happened, but he had an inkling that it was. Um, a, a personal attack and nothing to do with the way they were, they were reviewing stuff. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a really strange situation. Something that never happened, should have happened. Um, like, like trying to get reviewers to talk about your product posit positively and threatening them mm. with removing access to certain things is not uh, a good way to go about it at all. Like we see this stuff, uh, sometimes <laughs> not a lot anymore you stab them quite a lot yeah yeah like it's it's well i think they're waking up to how easily it can get shared around and stuff hmm. um now now you just don't get the game until really now before it launches yeah <laughs> if you're lucky yeah uh yeah which is cooked um yeah that this whole situation was was fucked like the idea that you can only review their cards in a certain way hmm. uh they don't get to say that that's not how fucking reviews work get the fuck out of here with that shit um yeah people were right to fucking revolt over this shit uh and yeah it was really shitty. I'm glad they fucking capitulated eventually. Hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, like you said, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Their, their main point about this was that they'd been made led to aware that their reviews focused too much on 
uh, rasterization, like uh, rendering and, and things like that, as opposed to ray tracing, which is what yeah. the uh, you know the two thousand series and the three thousand series cards are doing. But yep. I think his point. I think the accusation, the unspoken accusation, is that that like benefits AMD mm. more. Because, but but you're under no obligation to review a card in a way that like benefits Nvidia more. Right. Like, it only it only benefits AMD more because it. Uh, it doesn't highlight the the thing that NVIDIA is basically untouchable on, hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think they were making the um, the remarks that, yes, ray tracing is a thing, but also it's very limited in terms of what games are using it. And also it yeah. costs a lot of performance. Um, yeah. And so you, you can weigh up those options. And so yeah. when, when when that hardware was announced and revealed and it came out there were games like battlefield that had it but it was like chewing up the amount of performance that it would take and it wasn't until games like um control came along with dlss support that you could take advantage of this new technology and have it run well uh and it's still at this day like i don't have ray traced reflections on in cyberpunk and i have a ridiculously expensive computer that is like a two-year-old um, graphics card with a yeah. one-year-old CPU and a stack of RAM and all that sort of stuff, and I can't I can't run some of that stuff on the game because it just tanks it. Um, but yeah, and basically that's the trying to the the point they're making is that this stuff is available, but it's not available anywhere, everywhere, and when it is available, it takes a huge hit to the you know what you can do with those cards. And so is it worth it yeah. in the end? Or do you just go with the pretty game, high frame rate? Uh, but, you know, whatever for whatever reason, NVIDIA wasn't appreciative of those comments and um, decided to try and stop him from doing that. Uh, mm. At the end of the day, I think he was basically saying that, like, we don't need NVIDIA because we can buy this stuff ourselves. We make enough money to do it. And we can also yeah. get it from partners. Like, <laughs> we just yeah. won't cover founders editions. Uh, yeah. So after places like Linus Tech Tips stepped up and um backed him up and a bunch of other people yeah nvidia turned around and uh, backtracked on it which like we said shouldn't happen in the first place it's dumb it's, it's completely dumb <laughs> um yep all right and the last yeah. piece of news we've got here is uh ea has swooped in and at the moment they bought up codemasters for 1.2 billion dollars <laughs> We talked about this story a few weeks back where Take Two was in the uh, the front runners for purchasing Codemasters mm. for a billion. Uh, yep. Does this make you feel better or worse that EA is now in front as opposed to Take Two? <laughs> it's about the same, isn't it? About the same, in my opinion. Um, like, neither, neither, like, yeah. Either way, we were, we were going to wind up with a bunch of fucking, I don't know, some sort of my team version, my team racing game, like right. right? F1, where you open a card pack and get wheels, new wheels or something. <laughs> new shit. wheels and some, uh, you, you've got a new exhaust pipe, um, yep. new wing on the back of the car, <laughs> a gold wing. Yeah. 
the gold wing. You can only use it for four games. Yeah, four, uh, four, four laps. races. Ha <laughs> um, ha! Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, it's about the same, isn't it? I don't... I don't yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that there's such a bidding war for Cody's, but uh, yeah, I didn't... I don't think they care at this point. <laughs> yeah. They're probably pretty happy yeah. with this. Just as long as EA makes a new fucking Micro Machines game, that's all I give a fuck about. Yeah, Just maybe. do it. Just fucking do it. Maybe that's what they're doing. Um, all right, that is the news. Unless there's anything you want to bring up at the last minute. Anything's happened while we've been recording? I don't know. I haven't really paid attention. Are, are people angry at something else now? What is going on? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Monster Train is now available on uh, Windows 10, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, and included awesome. in Game Pass. There you go. Ooh, la, la. Major Nelson That's just sweet. tweeted that two minutes ago. Sweet. Two minutes ago. Nice. Breaking news. First <laughs> ones. All right. Good, great game. Should definitely play that. Hell yeah. Um, that is news. Have we got any questions for this week? I think I we might. we do. We do. Oh my God. It's, it's Heath. Fuck. Uh, all right. Klebs first. Kleb Clemorbany is up first. Hello, Luke, and welcome back, Job. Hope your visit to Queensland went okay, all things considered. Thanks. Um... First of all, I'd like to say thanks for having me on the podcast last week. Aww. Uh I had a lot of fun and listening back to it wasn't half as awkward as I'd expected. <laughs> uh, where I did fall short was in my knowledge or lack thereof of TV shows, namely The Sopranos and The Simpsons. What knowledge or skills have come in handy for you guys that you didn't expect you'd need for a podcast about video games? Uh, you know, uh, one thing that I... I'm surprised that I don't need is any skill in uh, audio editing um, <laughs> because Luke does it all. So that's pretty good. Um, uh, that's That makes things pretty easy on me. Um, yeah, otherwise, uh, the, tech, like the technical know-how to actually get this across the line uh, is higher than i genuinely expected it to be i don't know why right. but uh yeah it's tougher than you i would initially immediately expect um which i think is a bit weird um but like having in-depth reference like you you got to have a deep repository of references uh just in general, just in general, club, up your game, mate. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's that's you, you like how you don't how do you not recognize a fucking Simpsons reference? Well, we were listening <clears throat> to the podcast while mm-hmm. driving back from Queensland, and right. uh, my my wife lost her shit at Joju. She's been calling me Joju for like the last fucking week. Uh, <laughs> she's all about it. So it's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you, Luke? Any uh, any unexpected? <laughs> I don't have any knowledge or skills. Um, because I think this, this like the skills you were talking about with editing and audio and all that. Like that's just something that I just yeah, learned. <laughs> like I just picked it up and was like, we need we need to slap this together. What do need, I do? Needs to be there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. True. Uh, and then from the podcasting side, like. 
for me, it's just talking about the stuff that I know. Because yeah. I don't think that's hard for anybody. Like, uh, I, I guess the the advantage. No, of- dude. No, you don't think it's hard for anyone. Some people cannot do it. No, like, I mean flat out cannot do it. Uh, what I mean is that anybody can go on and do their own podcast. It's just depending on how much uh detail or depth you want into it like you could you could have someone that's never played video games before and then start talking about the games they've played um and just go from there whereas you and i have a like 30 years worth of fucking back order on video games we've played and so we can refer back to that sort of stuff um yeah and so i feel like our knowledge is pretty good uh, and we play a lot as it is like i would assume that you and i one of the we, we play a lot of video games like a lot I would say so. compared to most people in the industry. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I have any skills. Like I'm, I'm very much an introvert and so I shouldn't be on a podcast as it is, <laughs> but here we are. Like, I don't, I'm not a talkative person, but this is what we do. So I'm happy to talk about games. Yep. Yep. Uh, good question. All right. Heath has written a fucking novel. I'm surprised he didn't go over the limit. Heathy writes, Hi, Luke. Hi, new club. Nice. Uh, I have a movie idea and I want to write and buy some people whose opinion I respect. Before I do that, I'll pitch it to you guys. Uh, nice. Uh, so a it's a superhero movie. <laughs> uh, it's a superhero movie, of course. Our hero can see something akin to a person's aura. He can tell their nature, their mood, if they're up to no good, fancy stuff like that. The catch is he's colorblind, of course. Uh, like Daredevil. So- it's getting close to Daredevil. Like he can see people's auras. <laughs> um, so more often than not, he gets it wrong, sending many innocent people to jail or to the shadow realm, depending on how reckless uh, he's feeling on that day. Mm. Think John Kelly from Without Remorse has no problem killing bad guys if he thinks it's for the greater good. Uh, but wait, we need to go deeper. No one knows he's colorblind. So they just take him at his word. Slightly deeper still, he doesn't know he's colorblind. He's never been tested. Now, where is he getting... Uh, now, here is where I'm getting a little undecided. I'm throwing around two different end games. The first is that he's working for the head bad guy, like the mayor or district attorney, someone in a position of power using him to wreak havoc and do their bidding. They somehow know of his condition and exploit it to their benefit. But he believes that because of who he's answering to, he's doing the right thing. Uh, The alternative option is that he's actually evil. He just doesn't realize it. He, He looks in the mirror and sees his own aura, but because he's seeing a false color, he believes he's doing good and doing the right thing. In the end, I don't know if he should die, be defeated, found to be what he is and imprisoned or win whether it be that he overthrows the head bad guy and becomes the new head or in the case of him being evil realizes what he is and embraces it what do you guys think i i thoughts luke i phased out like halfway through that (laughs) good good effort luke um (laughs) i reckon uh you got to do it like uh what was that gerard butler movie law abiding citizen Right, you got to do it like that, where he knows he uh, he he sort of no, he doesn't know he's evil. Right, you got to have him win in the end, 
uh, where like law-abiding citizen meets Shutter Island, where at the yeah. end he realizes he he's evil. He's the bad guy, right? Uh, he's the bad guy, uh, and and he has to, and he sort of like has to make a decision whether or not he turns himself in or he like just continues being a bad guy and like in Shutter Island you have to have him like decide that he wants to you know he'd rather go on uh doing what he believes to be right um just because he he believes like that's the only way he can live with himself if he tricks himself into thinking he like is still the good guy. Hmm. That's that's how I reckon you run that one. Uh, I would I would watch this movie. Why I reckon if you did it where it, like you did it with really muted colors the whole time, and so like the viewer had a warped idea of the colors as well. And mm. you could do it like sometimes when maybe when he's not in the scene, like have him go meet the district attorney or some shit. Uh, and when he leaves the room, the colors like shift and you can see the actual colors and like the viewer would have. And then when he's like, whenever he's on screen or in, in that room, you have the colors all muted. Uh, and when he's away, um, yeah, you have the colors shift to to be what they actually are. Yeah, to to give the viewer the same experience that he has, and uh, I reckon that'd be pretty pretty fucking cool. I reckon that, that'd be yeah. What what, what is be a decent movie? What is the narrative reason behind this world having no mirrors? No mirrors. Why? What, what are you talking about? Well, Why he said he said that he eventually looks in a mirror and realizes that his own aura is a different no, color no yeah no he doesn't really like he doesn't know he's colorblind so when he looks in the in the mirror ah. right it's red or brown or whatever the fuck uh and and he's like oh brown is good hmm. but he doesn't realize that it's actually a red aura which is a bad aura or some shit right yeah. i believe um uh, What's your, it's the barest pretense for a question, but I, I liked it all the same. <laughs> I think I need some uh, more. Better, better than me last week when I failed to ask a question yeah. uh, and didn't realize until it was too late. Shameful display job. Um, Frisco writes, re-cyberpunk, why is potion st- spam still a thing in 22? Holy fuck, I forgot about this, but it has been driving me fucking bananas. Mm. I've got like... A billion of these fucking potions. I just have. I have so many. Like, oh my god! What? What the fuck is the point of them? I don't understand. Like, yeah, I, I only ever pop. Oh, also, you can't fucking pop them when you're in a car, which is dumb. So if you get shot while you're in a car, you just sort of like have to pray you don't get shot again. But man, oh yeah, why? Why indeed, Fresco? I don't know. I hate it. I rocked the uh, um, the like not very good ones that give you like thirty percent health back, but then give you five percent health every like two seconds for another thirty seconds. Oh yeah, because yeah. why pop the one that gives you forty percent health when you could get your all your health back? I don't know, just yeah. seems silly. Yeah. So I've got like three hundred of them, um, <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason. There is so many health in this. You just, 
Yeah. There's, there's too many. This it, it's utterly pointless. <clears throat> yeah. And most of the time when you die, so you don't have the opportunity to use them because you're dead. Because you get you like get, three yeah. shots and you're like, all right, I guess I'm dead exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Thanks Yikers. for bringing that back up, Briscoe. <laughs> uh, Clubomity writes, which game had the worst launch? Fallout 76, Anthem, or Cyberpunk 2077? Damn. Ooh, I think uh, Anthem still. You reckon Anthem? Well, Cyberpunk broke a fucking record on Steam, so... That is true. They don't give that a shit. True. As long as they sold... Yeah, they made that money. <laughs> they made that Fallout money 76, back. I believe, made that money as well. Uh, Anthem, however, I do not think made that money. They are still uh, making that game. They are st- yeah. Yeah. Um, um, they made back development costs of Cyberpunk the day... Like, the day the game was released, they made back their development yeah. costs. Develop and marketing And costs. marketing, yeah. Yeah. I think Which they're is, pretty okay with that. Uh, yeah. That's that's a, that's a big chunk of change. Um, in terms uh, of hype, I, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing Cyberpunk. But yeah, my biggest disappointment, maybe, yeah. Because I, I didn't play yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think for Anthem and Fallout, you sort of saw it coming mm. a little way out. But they played Cyberpunk real close to the chest, eh? Like, real close to the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yikers. All right, good question. Yeah. Is that good it? Good questions. Yes. All right, that, that is, is the show. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Audible, I don't know, everywhere else. You can find your podcast from. We're on there. You can search for The Gap, the GA Podcast. Uh, please rate and review the show if you have a moment. It helps other people find us. Um, if you would like to send us questions, you can email us, the GA podcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our Discord page, the gapodcast.com slash Discord. It'll take you to our Discord uh, channel. You can leave us questions. You can jump in uh, the general chat, talk about what you're playing at the moment. Uh, and then there's voice channels in there. You can uh, uh, jump in and, and play some Back for Blood if you got in. We'll be on there this weekend. Mm, yeah. Um Otherwise, some some Warzone. I think we're we're probably jumping back into Warzone pretty soon. New map drops. Oh yeah, new season 100%. drops. Yeah. Looking for that. Uh, so go check that out. You can also find us on social media: facebook.com slash the GA podcast, twitter.com slash the GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page: gapodcast.com slash YouTube. You can watch the podcast in video form. Um, I didn't record any footage of Cyberpunk this week except for bugs. Um, so maybe I just chuck them up. Uh, otherwise. <laughs> otherwise I don't know what's going to be on there um, I think mm. oh, Job's going to maybe put the interview up uh, he'll probably send oh, that yeah. to me okay. and I'll, yep. ch- I'll chuck that in there um, yep with uh, Kareem and Catherine so mm. yeah go have a look at that one uh, you can also go to our website thegapodcast.com it's got links to all our previous episodes including all the things we just talked about just then in case you, you're not sure what they are um, and that mm. is all thanks to our Patreon members who help keep the website going. If you would like to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast, become a monthly subscriber, um, get the podcast a little bit early. And um, mm. thank you, everyone that does that. Really appreciate your support. Uh, what else? We thank you here? so much. You're the best. Yeah. Um, I think that is it. Uh, anything you want to pimp out you've been doing for this week? Uh... 
No. Uh, I think I'm I'm nearly wrapped for the year, pretty right. much. Uh, yeah, obviously I was traveling all last week, and so I didn't really get to do much of anything. But uh, yeah, anything you got, Luke? Um, you can go to Survivor.com, check out the uh, recurring Game of the Year awards. I think. Oh yeah. What was today? Today was I think best indie. Um, and best sports best ongoing game best indie was today uh, so you can go right. have a look at those they're going up pretty much every day of the work week uh, up until uh, next week I think sometime so yeah go cool. check out those things otherwise twitter.com slash Luke Laurie L-A-W-R-E Job's Joby Jojo I'm Joby Jojo you should like head to my well, fucking I have been some of my fucking roasts of cyberpunk have been so fucking good. They don't get enough love. Fuck, I've been on point <laughs> roasting that game. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, yeah. All anyway. right. Um, Hilarious shit. Anyway, that is it for this week. We'll be back next week with our game of the year show. Big one. Uh, probably go for a, a couple hours in true gap yep. fashion. Um, true. But yeah, we'll be talking about our favorite games of the year. Maybe if you've got one, leave it in the questions. Let us know what you think about your favorite game, why's your favorite game, and uh, we'll try and go through some of those. And yes, um, yeah, I guess we'll we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Big show. See you then.